Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe. We are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida. This week's episode number 480. As always, the crew is here with our man, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco. The man they know as the GOAT. And of course, our KMA correspondent and co-host extraordinaire, William Cooper. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. The man who gives us legitimacy. What? The man who gives us legitimacy, William Cooper. You guys do yeah. fine. No, no, we're, no. We're quasi media yeah, without it's, Cooper. It's definitely not Paul who gives us legitimacy. Listen, Alex, over and under, how many weeks will Paul leave on the outline? Coop joining us for the whole show, exclamation mark. Well, he'll remove it right now, but if had you had you not said that, he'll do it right now, but had you not said that, I mean, we were probably good for the next eight weeks. Eight weeks only? Well, I figured it's good to know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we were clueless. Did you go for your workout this morning? No. 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 I had to uh, run a few errands before we finishing up with the guys who won the Raji experience trip. I, this, dude, the this, pictures look yeah. so much fun. I, I'm I'm jealous of them. This well, this trip was originally when we had planned all this for our twenty fifth anniversary with the folks at Drew Estate, we wanted this to be a cigar safari. So it was gonna be me and my dad and like a group of eight other guys who would win and we'd take them to Cigar Safari. But even as of today, they haven't opened up cigar safaris back up. So right. We opted for a plan B of just bring them down here and take them to the factory where there are 25th anniversary where cigars were rolled. They got to meet Sandy. They got to meet Willie. Took them out for a Cuban lunch. Even had a surprise visit from Ernesto Padilla. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was a shocker. <laughs> and Sandy, I like, I, how cool, like, when would they ever have the opportunity to meet Sandy? Like, I think that looked so, so cool, man. And going yep. to that place, you know, the stories you've told about going there and you're like, this is where these great cigars are back are from <laughs> he he makes that experience sandy though like extra special like you go there and uh she makes you feel so welcome and uh you're amazed what they get out of that little factory it's just it's it's amazing what you see absolutely i've absolutely. never met her in person but that when she was on the show i probably talked to her the day before because she was a little nervous about the technical side and i think it was her grandson was helping her or granddaughter and she, I talked to her for a good, I don't know, hour and a half, just me and Sandy while we were making sure that her connection was good and whatnot. She is a delight, that woman. I, like, I love her. She's so cool. I would love to, I would love to go down there and check, check out that place. 
Yeah, and it's like what's great about it, it's a place you can go to, like, you know, it's a it's a working cigar factory. Obviously, it's right in Miami, and yeah. um, you can you can you know, it's like, if you haven't seen a cigar factory, go see it. It's yeah. definitely one you should see. Absolutely, got got to give a shout out to uh, Ryan Gallimore, Drew Estate too. He really helped uh, bring it over the top. Gifts for the guys and stuff. So great guy, Ryan. Yeah, yeah Ryan's a good guy. Picked up yeah. picked up lunch for us too. Picked up the lunch tab. Absolutely. Yeah, good guy. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you, have, Ryan, you had a Cuban lunch, you said? Yeah, as soon as we saw Ryan ordering appetizers, Alex and I were like, just want to split a sandwich. Want to split a sandwich, yeah. He was like going hog bonkers on the appetizers. So like, oh, yeah. we'll just split a sandwich. So, that's Greg Kelly, no, it's actually a DTX78. Yeah, the, there's a Cuban place right across the street from El Titan de Bronze. Um and they have great, great Cuban sandwich, medianoche. Great uh, coffee over there. Great coffee. Yeah. In fact, I'll sometimes go there when I'm in Miami on a Sunday morning, go there for the coffee. I, I just like that coffee so much there. I'll just go in there to get the coffee. Like you get the Cuban coffee coop or you just get regular coffee? I get I get Cuban coffee, but one is like good for me for the rest of the day. Oh, yes. Oh, so yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That shit will get you going. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a good place, uh, right? Well, when I used to have an office, we had a great place like down the block from our office. Uh, what's it called? Havana, that that place right on um, in West Palm, US One. Yeah, so I used to go there. That was right down the street from my office. So, so we would that all the time. they have that that counter that's kind of outside. It used to be open twenty four seven. I don't know if it still is. It, I don't know if it was during COVID, but before right. that, like I sometimes we'd we'd leave the office late, be like ten o'clock, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up a Cuban sandwich before I go home. And right. that place would be hopping at like hopping. eight, yeah. nine o'clock yeah. at night. Like it, and I know after that too, I mean, I think that's the only thing that's open after a certain time and they, right. they just sit there and get window orders. Yeah. And the food's great. The coffee's great. It's just, we don't have a lot of that in West Palm. Unfortunately, you know, Miami, they're a dime a dozen, but not, not right. West Palm. Down, no, we got to go to Havana on Southern. That's what we're talking about. Okay. That's, that's, that's not on Southern about. though. That's on US one, right? US one and is it US one and Southern? Is I, that, I've I think gone it's there. US one and Southern or US one and Forest Hill. It's one of those. Yeah, it's US one and Forest Hill because I worked off Forest Hill. That's why it was yeah. it was right down the road from me. But yeah, yeah that, that window great. That's what we're talking about. The window used to be open twenty four seven. Oh, they don't. It's not open twenty four seven anymore. I don't know since COVID. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely used to be yeah. open twenty four seven. It definitely used to be open twenty four. You know, it's one of the few places besides you know Burger King and Taco Bell you can get. You can get food late at night. So, uh, great smoke tickets are officially on sale now, right? Yeah. Yes, they are. And rolling out the door. If you're trying to get a VIP ticket, you better get it soon. Real soon. Good dinner. Yeah. It's never it's never sold out on the first day of sales. It literally sold out yesterday. Um, there was a handful of failed orders. Alex saw last night that Sometimes PayPal is weird. It won't, it's not failed. It's not finished or something. PayPal won't finish processing a transaction. And, you know, the customer sees they're not charged. They go back and buy another ticket. But a not finished doesn't put it back into inventory. So he went and filled, uh, a, bunch of, he went and filled a bunch of orders last night. Uh, it says VIP is sold out. So nah, I'm, I'm going to venture to say Kevin probably hasn't looked since. Uh, maybe recashed, yeah. Last night. Let me take a look here. That was fast. It's, it's never ever sold out like that fast, ever. Now there's there's VIP tickets available. There's no VIP and companion tickets left. 
those are gone in the wind. Wow. I'm sure you've had a busy couple of days over there then. Well, yeah. I just saw the Facebook post, so I can't imagine what the calls were like. Planning this Raji weekend probably wasn't the best idea during the launch. <laughs> well, it wasn't our brightest moment, but it's getting sorted out. I mean, we're still months away, so. It seems yeah. like everybody had a had a great time though for the Raji weekend. Are they are they there now? Yeah, yeah they they're at the lounge watching. Yeah, we were going to have them sitting behind Alex, but they felt self conscious. So and they're eating donuts, they're hanging out, drinking yeah. coffee. Nice, so, they're hanging uh, with Raj. Nice. I don't think Raj has stopped talking to him all weekend, other than the <laughs> other than when he passed out on the ride to uh, Little Havana. My poor kids get up five five something in the morning, so. And my daughter, Petra or Zane's either one, their alarm clocks go off. It wakes me up downstairs. Oh, God. Yeah, like they sleep through. And I, I went and bought like one of these like super high decibel alarms. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's, so loud, up. it's loud as hell. And, um, you know, they've been waking up way earlier than he normally does. So then today, silly enough, they passed out on the couch downstairs watching movies with their mom. And... The alarm goes off 5 a.m. Oh, just, no, it's just going. It's and just there's going. nobody upstairs. Poor guy wakes up, has to pull the plug in the, in the room. Ah, uh, Gotta hate that. So. I haven't used an alarm clock since I've had children. Can you imagine? I, like, they just well, wake I, up. I'm not, me neither. Yeah, that'll do that. But not, I mean, I mean, the phone wakes me up. If I really need a backup alarm clock, I can sit your phone. Right, it, right. Well, I can't. I can't remember. Like they, my kids are always up at like, except for today because they're all because they're sick. But usually, like six thirty, six o'clock, they're up. Alex well, they took will... us to a cigar shop in Cayocho, and they have a lot of vintage stuff there. It was really funny because they had one of the alarm clocks like I used to have growing up. The yeah, one the with, old, the one with the little old, half one. black half thing, and the numbers would flip down. Right. right. Oh, those are great. Those yeah. are so cool. She had one. I'm like, I had an alarm clock like that growing up. I had a dial one with the bell on it. <laughs> yeah, my dad oh, wow. did. Yeah, that was what my dad had. I mean, classic stuff. Come on, you had the sun dial and the roosters. Who you can Right, exactly. Right. Right. Well, Paul, wait, wait till your kids get like uh, in 10 years when they sleep till 11. And right. boys are notorious for that. I'm just and telling you. And you can't get them up. And you, so you, I have yeah, to ask you can't... something. You let them sleep till 11? At, they're, they're, the two who live at home are adults. I can't tell them what to do. Well, well you can. They're in your house. I mean, I just, well, I mean, what I'm saying is they can get up when they want. I'm, I'm not going to keep quiet for them in the morning. Don't get me wrong. But, but no, they'll still, because they sleep through anything. Yeah. I don't let my kids sleep past nine, even on weekends. Yeah. There There's was no, never, I don't think there was no reason in the universe to sleep past 9 a.m. When I get ready to leave from KMA, they're yeah. up. My, my oldest son was working cigar retail for a while, and Manolo Casada was in town. And uh, they asked my son, hey, can you drive Manolo to the airport? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he asked Manolo, what time is your flight? And he goes, 530 in the morning. And this kid, he was so nervous about being late for Manolo. He stayed up all night. He stayed up all night because he was panicking that, you know, he would oversleep. And he took Manolo to the airport it was at four in the morning. Yeah. Good for him. He probably had a good conversation on the way to the airport. He, he did. Oh, he did. I mean, sleep. it's funny because Manol always asks about my son every time I see him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't worked retail for a few years now, but um, but yeah, he always asked about him. So it was. It was. It made an impression on Manolo, obviously. I'm not gonna lie. I'm afraid to say anything because I 
we've we've all been sick this week, so like everything's out the window. I don't know what's going on with the Phillies. Where are they at? What what's the deal? Uh, yeah, are they are they out? Uh, I mean, no, I we're not out. We're not out. But Alex, you you, I first said it to you, and then you said it to me the yes. other night. Yeah. Um, well, the other last win. The other night was basically a must win. Um, you know, we're down three two now with two games going back to Houston. It means we got to win two in Houston, which is a tall order on right. any given night. Look, they played tough, man. We had chances. Um, that kid McCormick, he made a big time World Series catch in, yep. in the World Series, man. So, um, you know, it wasn't for lack of effort. You, you know, the night we got no hit, our bats were just dead. You know, we got guys on base and had opportunities, but they know, played hard. I thought they played hard Thursday night. Yes, they did. So they, it ain't over. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's possible for us to squeeze out a win tonight, but you know, winning two in a row in Houston's tough. It's a tall order. We've never gone to a seventh game as a franchise. So if this happens, it will be the first time we go seven. But this is a historically good baseball team, this Astros team we're playing. This is one Absolutely. of the best teams. We're the the hang in I and I'm not trying to look, I want to win this thing, don't get me wrong. I'm not, don't, but the hang in is tough as we, really the, the black mark of the whole series is that game four no hitter. That's unfortunate. Absolutely. That's gonna haunt us forever. But um, I'm telling you, I, I was proud of the way they played in Game Five. I, I really was. I mean, I was I was disappointed they lost, but they gave it a lot in that game. They they just they're playing a really really good baseball team right now. Abe, is it just me or are they like crazy pessimistic when this friggin' thing's not over yet? Well, I mean, it's three two. Gotta have, I mean, you gotta have faith, bro. It's, it's, it's three two. We got we got I, we got I got faith, we do, man. We but do. It, you know, know look, it's three yeah. two going back to Houston. Got to be real listen, too. Listen, you know, George, listen to George Michael over here. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, yeah, we have we have uh, and the union are playing tonight for the MLS title at the same time the Phillies are playing. Well, I, right. I can guess what game you'll be watching. I'm going to yeah, course. I'm going to watch the Phillies first, but uh, I will have the union game on in the background. Listen, I got a buddy. He lives in the neighborhood here. He's got three TVs in his living room. So when that happens, he puts a game on each one because, you know, it's all streaming out here. They don't they don't even run cable out here. It, everything's streaming. I but he, he watches yeah. games. He watches each game on and big TVs. They're not little TVs in his living room. It, you just it looks like a big like yeah. war room center, yeah. and that's how he watches sports yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, when but, he's allowed. But Paul, I know it's a little pessimistic with his little history, but don't get me wrong. I would not trade this run for the world. I mean, the garbage we had to deal with three years ago when Gabe Kapler was the manager, right? To, to where we are now. I mean, this. The no-hitter aside, it, it, it's been a great run we're having right now. Look, the Absolutely. psychology at this point as a player, you're only thinking about tonight's game. That's all. Yeah, you absolutely. Can. You just got to win one. Yeah. You got to win one. You don't even think about tomorrow. You get past yeah. this, and it's anybody's series. That's how yeah. it is. You just got to win tonight. Period. Alex, why is Nola starting tonight? Is he starting tonight? I didn't I see that. Wheeler. I heard Wheeler starting tonight. You know, I don't love. It was Nola that gave up that five in the fifth inning. I know. I, I'm, I'm, that's why if uh, Thompson's making this move, I was wondering that too. And game, I, that was what. Not a lot of rest either. I don't know. We'll see. You know. Yeah. We'll see. I got to clarify something for Stanley in case my wife comes across the comments. Yeah, Stanley, I never said anything about waking my wife up. Yeah, I don't. You don't. I didn't. Not not responsible for raising my wife. I wake up my kids. She gets to sleep whenever she wants, as long as she wants. I don't. Right. 
I don't I don't dwell in that territory. Brandy's Brandy's up early though, usually, isn't she? Brandy's has to get up early, especially Monday through Friday. Yeah. And she's always got something on. But you know, she gets her she gets back. She sometimes gets a nap, gets back in the bed, takes that nap, you know. She she gets her rest. She's always running around, that woman. I she's like you said, she can do what she wants. Yep. My wife has she has a disease. She has to be doing something at all times. Yeah. And like I I can I can easily just sit down on the couch and chill. They they don't know how to, my wife doesn't know how to do that. The kids always have to be doing something. She's always got now that we're sick, it's killing them all that we've all, you know, Axel hasn't gone to school. Eli hasn't gone to his little classes that he goes to, like arts classes and things like that. So everybody's been in this house. I'm losing my freaking mind. <laughs> At night, it sounds like a, a friggin' dog pound here because of all the coughing. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> all night. It could be worse, Paul. You could be locked really? down in Shanghai, Disney. Oh, here we oh. go. <laughs> so, so Seth, Mr. Tommy Callahan, I will say, and Abe can attest, I did bring it up. While he was not opposed to it, I believe it was a space issue of where to put it in such short notice. I did actually bring it up. How was a Gravitron on theme for Mardi Gras? Who gives a shit? It's a Gravitron. They they probably have one there for the fair. Just see if the guy give the guy a couple extra bucks to hang out. We're gonna put it. We're too far out from the fair now. Oh, that's true. You're yeah. You're in the usually. Very oh, typically, that's right. Very typically ended like a week or two before the Great Small. Right, right, right. All right, it's later now. I don't send know. The, can... Send the five grand, Seth. We'll, we'll get. We'll put the camera. Is that how much it is to have a gravitron? That's not bad. Five grand for a day, but then I'm sure we'd get hit over the head for all the drunken throw up that would wind up. In, that's in what it. I'm saying. And yeah. that that probably doesn't include the insurance, right? Don't you need insurance for those types of rides? You need like a I million mean, I, dollar I, deductible or I don't know what it is. There's some kind of casualty. I don't insurance. know. But just to look at, uh, looking at it, I, I believe they provide a uh, an operator. So maybe oh, they're that covered thing with will get you sick. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I didn't even know people still wrote. Like, I tried. I didn't even know that was still a thing. They used to come yeah. around with those in New York on the trucks. Yep. Like they'd be on the back of a truck, one of those things. At all the at the Italian festivals, they would always be. Right. Right. That would be one yeah. of the like three rides that would be at like the street fair. The King Kong. Around. The King Kong that would go back yeah. of what the Buccaneer. Yeah. yeah. Did Did they ever let the people out of Shanghai Disney? I don't uh, know. I, I think that okay. listen, if you're if you are if you are testing positive for covid you ain't leaving i got that sour cream donut for you sean visitors unable yeah, to leave without negative donuts so paul would you go falsify a positive test to stay at shanghai disney it doesn't Absolutely. seem like the park is open so no like i well, mean no now it's not open because they fucking close it but still you have i mean you're telling me paul you wouldn't want to just be able to roam disney closed I don't think you can. You probably can't go into the park. It sounds like you're go you have to stay in the hotels there. They're not like locked uh, down in the I mean, but I don't know. I, I don't like down, I thought they were locked down in the amusement park. Yeah, I I thought. Well, there's all hotels around Shanghai Disney. All right, but sure. a Disney hotel, I mean, you I, I've been to the Swan and Dolphin and Goofy's walking around, right? So I mean, it's not too bad being in a Disney hotel. 
right? I, now, listen, I, I mean, love it, especially right, over so there by the Swan and Dolphin on the boardwalk. That's try, we try to stay over there all the let time. Me, let me let me give a hypothetical situation, Paul. All right. all right. Now I'm sure in Shanghai Disney, if you try and leave the hotel and go roam the park, you'll probably get machine gunned down. I was gonna say um, it's China. Now, so. let's, right. Let's say it's you're in Orlando. You're locked in. You're quarantined. You can't leave. You're telling me you're not gonna try and make a make a move to go roam the park. I don't know, man. In a foreign country like China, I'd be scared. I'm, I'm talking like if, this was, oh, no. if this was Orlando. If it's here, if it's here yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You got to be careful with Disney because Disney bans people for life and they have the technology <laughs> to do it. Like they, they take well, your fingerprints. They have facial. There's no way they're banning you for life. They so. have fingerprints. They have I, facial I, I recognition. I'm watching him suffer like it's such a hard decision. He's looking up, and right. that's why he's concerned about being banned for life from Disney. God forbid. Yeah. Could you imagine All if right. that happened? Like Paul 40 Stone. years old, man. So if you were banned for whatever reason, something happened, you're banned from Disney for life, would you try to go in disguise? Would you give it an effort? <laughs> yeah, I would try, definitely try. I mean, what's going to happen then? They're not, they, they're not going to gun me down. They're just going to tell me I can't go in. But they, they do it fairly frequently. Especially like shoplifters. If you get caught shoplifting at Disney, they they do a ban. I, I don't know sure. if it's a lifetime ban, but let's say a year or two years. Plus, they lock you in their little Disney so, jail there till the so, cops show so, up. There's so a Disney me, jail. Oh yeah. Okay. So let me let me just ask you a question. I bet you not know. anymore. What what do they got? Facial recognition on your way in? They have Probably. fingerprints when you on your way in, but I think they have facial it's recognition. The I think it's like yeah, in order to use your ticket, it's synced to your fingerprint. It's probably. Oh. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's not like. No, no. Casinos. You know what? We had the wristbands. No. We... And to get in, you had to poke your wristband on the Mickey head, and then push the. Unless you went during COVID, because they got rid of the fingerprints, so you don't have to touch anything. Mm. They they closed that part, but normally your well, ticket is really linked. Easy. To you. you get one of those like sticker things with a new fingerprint. That's all. That's all right. Put a little crazy glue on you. Yeah. That's I really think easy. they have facial recognition too. They have crazy security yeah. there. The, the, the casinos have been doing it for years. The casinos have ways of right. seeing it. So right. I'm assuming it's something similar to that. With the way they yeah, you're right. You're right. Their security is hardcore, man. There, It's not, it's no joke there. I would agree would you, on that. Would you like to be part of the Disney security team? I got a buddy that works yeah. there. No, it's, yeah. it sounds like it sucks. You know, you know, Paul, while I have not gone to Disneyland in years, we did have, used to have a lot of corporate events at the Swan and Dolphin. Yeah. And, and I got to say, their security is really tight. Yeah, for sure. I, I love it over there. I don't necessarily love the Swan and Dolphin, but that whole boardwalk area, we, we try to stay at the boardwalk whenever we can or the Yacht and Beach Club or, you know, anywhere on the boardwalk is great because you can walk to two parks you know, the kids will sleep in the stroller in Epcot, and then Steffi and I can drink around the world a little bit and then walk home, not take them out of the stroller, put them right in bed when we get back to the hotel. That's a long best. walk. That's a long – it's a big area. Like When you go from the Swan Dolphin to the Yacht Club, that's a long walk. Oh, it's not bad, though. I, I like it. I like it. It's like two miles or something. It's not crazy. I'm just saying it's not like right – you seem like they're right next to each other. It's a, it's much further than you think. What were you saying, between the Swan and Dolphin or from the Swan and Dolphin to Boardwalk? Swan and Dolphin the boardwalk. It's probably a mile, if that. Yeah. I don't think it's that long. I mean, yeah. you just get up on that. But it's then they have the boats too. If you don't want to walk, I mean, I imagine if Coop goes to Disney World, he's going to be using one of those scooters anyway. Right. I, oh, point. of course. But uh, but the only, uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. Like, if we have grandkids, I'm already. It's going to be Universal. That's the way. It's, we'll, we'll go to Universal. All right. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, to each his own. But yes, yep. I, I don't know, Alex. I don't know if I would like that because I'm sure it's not fun being in lockdown at Shanghai Disney right now. I mean, I don't know. Disney I mean, technically, Disney technically doesn't operate it. They only own a portion of it because the Chinese government owns the rest. I I got to imagine it's like prison there right now. I'm sure it is. I'm Alex, sure it is. brutal. I can't yeah. listen to Disney anymore. Oh, sorry. They're killing me. The Disney shit. Yeah, I was, I was falling asleep a little bit. Well, let's move on. Speaking of Disney, which has no actually transition whatsoever, uh, we do have a guest today. This is a guest that uh, we signed yeah. up months ago. I'm not sure uh, what he's got going on, but let's find out and uh, do one of our old-fashioned uh, get ready to meet your maker segments. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Mickey. Mickey. What's up? <laughs> What's happening? Mickey, Mickey is having the most fun out of anybody in the cigar industry right now. Well, I'm just giddy with uh disney i'm surprised solomon yay didn't come up yet so <laughs> it's coming we haven't we haven't been drinking much wine in this house uh the last the last week or so so it's not on top of mind i hear mickey where are you broadcasting out of your home this morning good morning is this out of your home yeah actually i'm working out of my den because the studio i usually work out of um uh, the Wi-Fi. It's an old house, and for some reason, Comcast keeps telling me that they've upped my whatever their strength. But uh, we still can't, for some reason now, can't get it out uh, to the studio out in the garage, which we never had any problem doing podcasts during COVID when everybody in North America was on on you know on the internet. So, yeah, good old Comcast. Comcast is good till they ain't, and uh, then you're fucked because well, you know they'll I, be I there. Between, they'll be there between Monday and Sunday, between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Yep. And you better be there. Oh, yeah. It happens. So, Mickey, what's going on in, in your world? We haven't talked to you in a little while. Uh, I've been grinding quite a bit. It seems like I just got off of Coop's webcast at 1 o'clock in the morning the other night. Uh, so... <laughs> uh it's we're we're, we're grinding I, you know we're getting ready um you know listen there's a lot of a lot of stuff that needs to be get done this year before black friday as you know the traditional you know get stuff on the shelf get stuff off the shelf and and, and get the reorders and uh stuff like that so we're really contemplating an even busier 2023 so and then uh you know i, I begged claude and and, and whatever and flew down for a special audience with the pontiff abe uh Dinamatha and was granted you know um a uh a, an appointment or, or or whatever so so we're we're excited about the great smoke so we're we're more than thrilled so we're, we're, i'll, I'll translate that that whole conversation you just had um <laughs> what mickey's trying to say is he came down here we had a visit he wanted to partake in the great smoke I spent about two hours trying to tell him do not participate in the Great Smoke. That you don't think you're quite ready for the Great Smoke. It's a little late in the game, um, and basically badgered me to death. Um, but listen, this is this is the kind of companies we want at the Great Smoke. 
We want the companies that want to be there. That's one of the reasons why we weeded down a couple of companies this year. One, we didn't want to raise ticket prices. Everything in the world is going sky high astronomical. And um, we didn't want to raise ticket prices. We didn't think people would be that concerned if they have a few less cigars. But we want companies would also want to, the days of coming to the Great Smoke and just handing out a cigar are long gone. So, um, and evident by the ticket sales yesterday. There isn't a universe ever where I would have thought that any segment of our available tickets would sell out literally in the first day, almost practically. Yeah. And um, never thought we'd have an event that would be taking two, three, four hotel room blocks either. I mean, it's just, it's pretty crazy. But Timmy really wanted to be there. He maneuvered and squandered. And um, it, it will be uh, All Saints Cigars' first appearance at the Great Smoke in 2023. It should be interesting. Don't fuck it up, Mick. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Mardi Gras theme, we better not. So, <laughs> Mick, you've been to the Great Smokes before, though, just not with your company. Yeah. Right? So, two, uh, two, uh, two as coming back into the industry, and I and I was at some of the originals under my old hat. So when you know when it was just a poker table. Oh, I remember uh, calling on Abe when he had the you know, one of his smaller shops and he would sit out front to have a conversation. So when he first got into the business and I had just, I think I was, I dabbed off at the time. And, you know, it was one of those situations where they went from a broker to a direct sales force and uh, they were a man down and I was a young kid and they were like, Hey, listen, you want to do Florida? I'm like, listen, I, I grew up there. I have family down there. I could stay down there and, you know, I would go out for two or three weeks and, uh, you know, my wife would fly in on the weekends and, you know, do that. And then when I went over to CAO and, you know, as VP of sales over there, you know, had a great opportunity to do a bunch of fun things with Abe. But yeah, I remember Abe from the very beginning. So and I just couldn't believe how young he was when he did it because I was young and I was considered one of the youngest national sales manager, if not the youngest outside of birthright. And, uh, you know, Abe was, uh, Right out of high school, basically. So. Many moons ago. Yeah. Many moons ago. It, it really yeah. is. It's funny because we talk about this all the time, you know, because you, you have a psychology of yourself and where you're at in the world, the universe, and stuff like that. And, you know, literally for the longest time, a good 10 years, you know, right. I was the young green guy every time, every time, everywhere, everywhere. And there were guys I looked up to and guys who had great history where and then you wake up one day and then you're that guy like literally it's uh life's very funny but yeah we're the well, old farts now. we're the old farts now mick well you're so much younger than me but yeah I'll, I'll, how I'll old are you 52. i'm, yeah, same two, age. I'm two years uh, younger than you dude no I'm actually years old like, how old am i i was born in 68 no i think i'm 54. That's when you know you're getting old. No, Alex, it's not Alex. It's not you can't remember. You start trying to really block it out. I was gonna say, right. yeah, you don't want to think about it. Yeah, you don't, don't want to remember. Not, yeah, it's not that we can't remember. We subconsciously are blocking it out. I feel like Alex and I are kind of at that point now. Once you get to your late 30s, I'm 39. I just kind of don't like telling people. But my son, his new kick is asking everybody how old they are. And then he tells him how old I am. And sometimes he'll lie. So he'll be like, my daddy's 60. And people don't even bat an eye. They're like, yeah, that sounds well, right. great. I mean, you know, you look. It's a rough, that, you, you take it's that a rough hat week. off, you look kind of old. 
I don't look old. I, I mean, I look like a young buck. <laughs> look, at that look at that egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah he looks so completely different when he takes the hat off. He really does. Hey, do you remember going to the uh, Eagles concert? One of the best concerts ever, man. We had a great time. Unbelievable. I like. I couldn't believe all these great hits. And finally, you know, you got me and Abe's in these little chairs in Nashville. A great, and we had great seats. And uh, I think I think that was when Hell, the Hell Freeze over, over tour. Yeah, it was I about it was, was, it was about a three hour, three and a half hour concert. I think we only made it like two hours. I I, th- I said, Abe, let's go get a beer and go to the bathroom or something. He said, okay. And I'm like, do you want to go back to those seats? And I think he. I think he uh, agree, thankfully agreed with me. I couldn't sit down and listen to another freaking hit to save my life. I was getting well, the, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, there was barely anything downtime. Like everybody was literally standing up the whole concert. Yeah. And um, but it was like they're you know they you know, say they never hell would freeze over before they would ever go back on tour. So they that was actually the when hell freezes over tour, and um, it was a great show, man. I remember it was really cool, man. Everybody was still alive. Everybody went on stage, and then. They had this big like uh, screen behind them, and they were talking history about the band right. and the group. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, it was very cool. And they would play music according to their timeline history. It was a very good show. Was Tim there? Tim was there. Uh, I, we I was just asking you, you brought that up when Tim was on that you went to that yeah, concert. Uh, it was, uh, we had just gone through the transition. So, uh, no. Yeah, because Gary was there. Pretty sure. Abe has an eyebrow raise, so he's thin. Yeah, I'm gonna bet. I'm hey, gonna bet. You, Abe, you know, you don't have one of my signed bills in your office. I'm, 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 gonna I'm, nah, I'm gonna say it was before that. I think it was before right. the transition. Mick, this is your chance. This is your chance, Mick. I don't know how we're gonna prove it. <laughs> Oh, you just gotta look at the date of the concert. So I don't know. That's uh, that's too much work. Make the fucking bet, Mick. These guys have no balls. That's the problem. How come you didn't actually sign that, Alex? It doesn't have his name on there. Oh, on the back. Okay. Paul, you're the only guy in this whole board that has no balls. Yeah. Why you saying it? Yeah. Why don't you make a bet? Yeah. That's number two for you, Alex. Was he looking two. at? His, I heard a Listen, safe going I'm an, off. I'm, I am in elite. Does he have territory. a safe just for the stash? He's got his own uh, stash safe. Yeah, there's a separate safe just for that. Oh, yeah, that's it's, what I'm it, it, it's it's big enough. It probably it needs a safe. I am. I feel like who who who's in my elite territory? Me and Eric, Abe. Yeah. I'm 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 one of two. Eric, like Eric, 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 I don't know if Eric's really counts. Because Eric's was just a double or nothing. Double or nothing. It was like the same bet, different people. Who? Eric who? Espinoza? Yeah. Yeah. When I wanted to come out with Fubar, he's like, well, nobody knows what Fubar means. Oh, yes. I remember that. Everybody knows what Fubar means. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, your your employees lost you. Yeah. And then then in my mind, I called in the ringer. Adam and he still Adam. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sure. get it all back right now because the, the, the treasure trove of Ever. useless yeah. knowledge. Yeah, Abe's and about Adam. five seconds away from locking himself out of the safe. I yeah, I was about to bring out all the Alex bills. 
Well, with that yeah. being said, I have the only signed bills in existence. You have a decimal system for you know, all the money. There are eight bills around. We just don't see them. Are you going to frame that one too, Alex? Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Right next to the other one. Listen, before we, let's clarify. The dude never framed the first one. He made some paper cutout. It looks framed. It's not a real yeah, frame. That that counts. Glued it to a piece of paper. That That's not a frame. That would make a great cigar band, Alex. Like oh, actually, a signed dollar bill right around the, the yeah. cigar. I see an I see an All Saints project there for you, Alex, yep, coming yep, up. Yep. Oh no, <laughs> Mick, you're a Phillies guy too, right? Yeah, Phillies by adoption. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I married my bride in 1999, and uh, we met at Catholic University in Washington D.C. Where actually we have two daughters down there. We have a freshman and a sophomore there. Uh, and shortly after, I was, I was still at Davidoff, and um, uh, we moved to the Philly area, Havertown, in uh, 2001. And um, and then we had a little stint where we lived in Nashville, and then I, we lived in Nashville for about five six years, and then we moved back to the same area um, after you know CIO sold. Is that where you are now? Yeah, I'm in, actually in Havertown. It's called Delaware County, Delco, and uh, that's where I am right now. I'm actually home this week. I couldn't remember why I was home this week. And I was supposed to go down and do a PCA event on uh, the six, or on the on the second. And my wife's like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I'm going to DC. I committed to this event that they're doing." She goes, "Well, you know, it's, it's your youngest daughter's 16th birthday, so hey, Scott, I'm not going to be able to make the uh, the event. You know, so it's very rarely that I call in, but I I I, uh, I, I don't think I've ever missed one of my daughter's birthdays. So uh, with all the travel." my birthday it doesn't really we don't you know but don't miss the daughter's birthday you know so uh especially now that you know they're getting older too so like you know got 18 years to get it right i don't think any parent grows up and says you know what i really spent too much time with my kids (laughs) you know so uh you know we're you know you know watching abe's kids grow up and it's funny because brandy always compliments me on watching my kids and stuff like that and it's uh it's a special thing. And, you know, my whole Ballywick from the day I got of college has been travel. It's, you know, my whole theory is be visible, be in front and then follow up. And, um, you know, uh, so yeah, it's, it's important to me to, to, to have those times that I can. So are you back to normal travel now? Oh yeah. I, what do you, what do you mean by normal travel? Like uh, unimpeded because of uh, COVID? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, that really never stopped me. And I think that's one of the things that helped us grow during, during COVID. Um, you know, I think I've told this story a million times when we first, our first container of regular production came in, it was February, 2020. We were, we were, uh, we didn't know what to do. So we weren't, we weren't so much scared, but we were trying to figure out what to do. And, uh there's a, a tremendous amount of response through social media you know from friends and friends of friends asking for our product so literally i loaded up my car broke i, I think i talk about this with coop all the time broke every lexus law nexus law that there was out there and and delivered product to consumers and then i had about 40 accounts that uh that came on from just before covid and were friends of the old days and the closest retailer to that consumer i ran the credit card through that retailer because I refuse to 
conceptually, you know, sell out of the back of my car. I guess I was selling out of the back of my car, but not not go direct and got a lot of goodwill out of that and that helped us, you know, pace out a little bit through that that COVID year. So if you talk about travel, yeah, I've always been traveling. It's a little it's much less impeded. And getting mm-hmm. to Nicaragua is much, much easier. Nicaragua was a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, they had the 72 hour thing, then they had a 36 hour thing, which was very arduous and um and a moving target at all times. It was almost like PPP. You know, it was just a constant moving thing. And, you know, it's like one of my last trips down there, uh, they said that my authorization wouldn't work. And I'm like, it's the same doctor from the same clinic that I've been going to every time because you had reported 36 hours uh, before you travel. And then, you know, they they weren't what happened was the government. Well, I guess I shouldn't say this, but the government was using COVID to find out who was coming to the country and trying to run against Ortega and his wife. So, okay. Um, so they dropped that and then dropping the role, you know, first they dropped, you know, getting back into the United States and then they dropped the, 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 you know, the test to get into the country. So the last couple trips have been a lot easier and I'm back down there the first week of December. So I have an event with, um, with at Boynton beach with you guys on Thursday, the first. And then that Sunday, I head down there for about seven, eight, nine days. Oh, so you go for that long. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not that long. Where if you think about it, when everything that needs to get done, it's just before the factory's closed. You can actually have their attention because you're not distracted with a bunch of other things going on. And then head back down in January or February, be down for three or four weeks. So I'm coordinating that now because of Puro Sabor. There's a lot of different things. And then you also have TPE, which we're going to participate in again for our third year um and then obviously we want to make sure we have all our ducks in a row for you know the great smoke which is you know the great smoke as you know is right around the corner so uh we want to have stuff locked and segregated four to six months uh before we walk into uh, these larger multi-vendor events uh you know we we've sold out at several of them and bringing more product than we did the year before uh so it's always a good feeling, but it's like the fact that you could have sold one more box if you were one more box prepared. You know, it's you know one of those things. So right, right. And, uh, I should have the finishing things for the swag soon, so I'll get those down to you. Right. Mickey makes good swag. Purple, uh, that, that one I'm going to send you in a purple format. So okay, we cool. were actually that's funny because Alex and I were talking about that the other day about your swag. I love you gave me a t-shirt when you first started the, a green t-shirt but it's like the material is gorgeous the screen printing is gorgeous like, I, I like Mickey has the best swag I think that vest he has yeah. is cool the, well you know, it's, it's funny with our t-shirts what we want to do is we want to do regional t-shirts and I'm not the first one to do this first of all we got a great place we have a great partnership me and Frank have cross ownership and a bunch of other stuff too that's why Cedar Cellars is our holding company. And we have, and obviously this is the biggest meat of, of Cedar Cellars is All Saints. But I want to do like, uh, there's one t-shirt we're doing, it's going to be black and it's going to be the Steelers yellow for the print. So Philly, we got uh, we got one with the Phillies blue, the actual Phillies blue with the with the red print of, of the Phillies. Uh, Alex, Alex, eyes perked up there. Uh, yeah, and then some of that stuff you. actually transcends because I, I, I was in Dallas and somebody goes, I want one of those green t-shirts. So I'm like, Really? These are kind of designed for the Eagles. And uh, they're like, no, 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 for St. Patty's Day. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, that's, a good go. that's a good point. Love, love that Philly's green rolling all around right now. Absolutely. Yep. So. 
How, what do you, you know, let's just talk about swag. What the evolution of swag in this industry is really like insane. What we used to get swag when I first got into the amount of companies that are making not just tchotchke swag, like swag, like real, like sought after, wanted stuff. I mean, where do you do you do you feel this is ending anytime, Cooper? Is just gonna get keep getting stupider and stupider? The only way I think it will end is if FD, if some of the FDA stuff prevents it. Otherwise, I think it's just going to keep getting, uh, like, like you said, stupider. Um, you know, I mean, I'm stupider in a good way. Yeah, I mean, just okay. kind of keep going. But, but FDA could have an impact. It's like it could be considered a form of advertising. But, I mean, it's not going to go away anytime soon. So, but no, that, that would be the only way I see it slowing down. I have T-shirts so. from some of the big companies. That yeah. on the bottom of the T-shirt, like here, it's yeah, it has a Surgeon General warning. warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of some of the guys. Made a deal. They, those companies made a deal. Um, as far as that goes, with with the I think it was the Federal Trade Commission. Yeah, that yeah. they would put that on. Yeah, FTC. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, ruined, it ruined the shirt. That's not a requirement. That was something they agreed to. That's something okay. they agreed to, right? It, it, yeah, it ruins the shirt. Like on some caps, there'll be a label, and you could just rip the label off of the right, cap. It come, it yeah, right. Yeah, they soft. They, it's called soft threading. They soft thread the yeah. label on it. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah, um, right. we, you know, we're like for us for swag. It's nothing that we're chasing, really. Um, it's uh, in some cases, it you know, uh, you know, because it seems a lot of people that are embracing us also embrace the swag mentality. But there's a lot of people that don't. So. We're, we're, we're kind of growing into the swag. It's uh, we want to spend our money, you know, on, on cigars, and we want to uh, spend our spend our money on, on me traveling, and paying our brokers and the people that are appropriate, and and getting into uh, with the right with, with the right energy with the right people. So, well, let, know, me ask, let me ask. These shirts are the biggest pain in the ass in the world. Yeah, no sure. shit. Still we know. Shirts. Yeah, shirts are a nightmare. Let me, let me ask Coop. And let me ask some of our fans listening, right? How how integral is it for a company to have swag today? Is it hard, especially if you're a new company? Is it hard to get play or action or attention without? I mean, the swag or great swag. I mean, look, you can argue about how some of the cigars are and whatever, but if you look at a model like just like Dunbarton, right? That soccer squash, everybody wanted one. Every Everybody wanted one. Yeah, one yeah. Multiple ones. You know, um, Drew Estate swag is always highly sought after. I mean, it, I, I, listen, I, before you guys say the swag's not as important, I, I mean, how many of you have bought stuff for swag or right, swag has right. been a motivator? I mean, that's the question. How much does it really come into play? I mean, what do you think, Coop? I think with the fact that companies can't like give away cigars anymore blindly like blindly with you know with no purchase or anything it's become more important and i think you've seen this with, with drew states really been pushing that one a lot um where in order to have consumer engagement and put something in the consumer's hands i think swags become a very important part of what they do Altidus is starting to do a little bit of that to a lesser extent so i think it is important that if they can put something in the consumer's hand um that's where I think the swag is important. I don't know necessarily for a small company if it's worth it sometimes. I know we've been asked to like sell swag on Coop and I, I've not one is my wife won't ever So let me, so let me ask you a question. So let me ask you a question. An up and coming brand. Yeah. How imperative do you think it is 
for their business model to include swag. You talking to me? Yeah. Anybody? It's an open I mean, conversation. This, this yeah. is what I here's what I think. I, I, I mean, if you're going to make a decision to do swag, you either need to do it well or don't do it at all. Correct. Don't waste your money on the fucking plastic cutter and cheap plastic thing, lighter. Yeah. The cheap shit. Nobody cares at this point. Everybody's right. got a million. If you're going to do it, you got to do it well. You got to be prepared to spend money on good shit. Right. And, and it, it takes time to like shit. It takes a tremendous amount of time to sign off on artwork for your damn boxes, for your for your cigar bands, for you know positioning and stuff like that. And you're spending time on swag. It, it's distracting. So uh, I got I got to tell you, just for us as a company. So yeah. 2018 was an off year. I got way more involved in social media and being interactive in 2019. Started having cups made, cutters made, more hats, more shirts. We were getting out there. People were buying it. We were giving it away. And there was a point where I like, I mean, even until now, there are tons of pictures of guys and what they're smoking with one of our cups in the background. You know, um, I want my desk, but, you know, one of our KMA cups or our, our tumblers. And I got to tell you, when... My belief is, you know, my theory, my hypothesis is when, when COVID hit and all the brick and mortars were being shut down, um, I think a lot of people had to shop online for the first time and seeing our logo perpetuated and out there on social media and people wearing our hats and shirts, we were having a record number of first time customers every, uh, you know, in fact, one of the guys here on this trip, we were talking to Wes basically said he kept on seeing um one of our one of our great patrons and friends Randy always having our hat our cup our shirt on when he went to go order for the first time he, that's what kind of said said it in the directive so I don't you know swags is never gonna be the thing that's gonna make or break your company you need to have something to back it but I I I think there's definitely I mean we make limited edition tumblers now we made robes we got socks in the works coming soon I mean it's literally yeah paul's head tweaks oh, see that cool. i like a song oh, yeah, oh. but i mean i think it's part of getting your message out there i think it's really hard today especially with everybody doing it um to be the, the guys not offering that kind of stuff that's just my well, the, the big dichotomy in in and swag is i see people want swag because it looks cool but are they are they getting the swag because it looks cool or are they getting the swag uh because it's super functional or they are getting a swag because it's something that they want to proudly wear as a representative of that company that they're an all in, you know, kind of fan of that company. And that third, that third component, I think is the least amount, you know, uh, from what, what I see mm -hmm. I've had, I, you know, it's like, I do these multi-vendor events and, you know, we do the swag and the swag helps sell a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's the closer, but like, Hey, can I have one of these stickers? I'm like, hey, you want to buy at least one or a four pack? Uh, no, I just like the sticker. I'm like, uh, no, buy a four pack. Like, right. what the fuck do you want my sticker for? Right. I mean, but, I mean, people do like our logo. You know, it's nice that people do like our logo, so we're going in the right direction of branding. But is that helping? You know, is that really helping somebody? Uh, so you know, market my cigar. Like, hey, where'd you get that sticker? That's pretty cool. I don't know. I got it at some cigar show, or as opposed to. I got that sticker. It's a really good cigar. You might you might want to talk to me. You know, the, the, have the St. Francis or the Colorado. It was a really good cigar. I picked it up at such and such event. So, you, you know, know. The, the, there's a small there's a small group of that Mickey. I think that will do that for the brand, right? And because they are fans of the brand, yeah. and I see a lot of the influences like like 
basically give away free advertising and do that. Right. Um, and and I'll be honest, I, sometimes I don't like that part because you're giving away something for free. But I guess they're getting something in return they feel with the swag. So, um, no. but no, I think, but I would agree. It's like, I think it has to go tie in with, with your sale. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it should be an integral part. I think at an event, it makes some sense because it's something that you just can't get in like a store normally. So if you can, you know, right. you buy a box and you get something unique, I think that's, I, I think that's totally fine. Yeah. We really, I mean, talking to Joe Grow and a bunch of other, you know, talented, all, you know, grow particularly but uh you know what he's done and you know that guy's got a pulse on the vibe of what's going on out there and so we are we're having conversations and we're setting up for 2023 to do some stuff with those guys uh but like anything that's like like it's, it's super innovative like we did in the old days like with, with uh, like what tim created and stuff like that honestly i have nothing on the drawing board for anything like that but poker set no poker set no poker set oh, that, that was the best, was the best that. thing yeah. yeah, we were talking about the other night. But, you know, there's certain things you have to have, and other people say you don't really need them. It's like ashtrays. Like, you know, I do these podcasts or I do these events, and I'm putting my cigar down in uh, a Perdomo ashtray or an Alec Bradley ashtray, and I, I love all these brands, right? I yeah. mean, I, have, I admire all these companies for a much different reasons. All these people have major influences. That's why my initial line that came out, Dedication, Dedication, was, it was a nod to all the mentors in my life, all these saints in my life. You know, there was more than you could talk about, but I want to put it down on my own ashtray. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and, and there is some branding value to it. Like, if you go to my country club and the men's grill, right off the patio is where everybody smokes, and uh, it's all Perdomo ashtrays. And everybody laughs there because my cigar sells like wildfire there. They're like, Mickey, when are you coming out with ashtrays? And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a run of ashtrays to put. 12 of them on a patio. Right. Okay. Doesn't pay to do a little short yeah. run just for a country right. club. So, um, so in due time, so we're growing into it. You know, we want to make sure I was talking to Cuba about this the other night. It's like our booth. It, it was not sexy two years in a row. We got to amp that up a little bit, grow in and spend, I'd rather spend my money and time. I'm going to something like the great smoke, uh, something like Rocky mountain cigar fest, something like Kansas city cigar fest. But you know, you put it, at, you put it at the top of the top of the top, the great smoke is there. The exposure from that place and the quality of consumers that go there, they're just not a bunch of whores showing up looking for a bag full of cigars. Those, that, those are people that are not just behind the smoke-in culture. And if, I, and if I get my names wrong and all that, please excuse me. But the smoke-in culture, but the culture of all the brands that you guys have embraced, that you've either brought into the warehouse or both the warehouse and the store and let have a chance to be at, at the great smoke. And you know we're going to earn every nickel that we deserve to, to be there, and we're going to you're going to we want to be at the top of the list for the invite for the year after that. So, uh, you know, we're excited to put our best foot forward. This is um, working with you guys, and, and this kind of in the multi sector that you guys do is is beneficial. Uh, hey, listen, I have my own greedy you know a piece of that as well, but there's there's passion behind it. You know, everybody needs to make a nickel, right? We're in this for the business. We need cash flow. We need these things. We need to maintain our lifestyles for our family and that what they expect from us from being away from them for so long, working all these hours. So why not coordinate with the right people that have that passion? Hey, I can go back to fucking selling mutual funds tomorrow. Right. And get a big ass paycheck every month. Right. You know, I'm going for the long term effect. I'm all in for this. You know, I only have one chance to do this right coming in late in the age. 
you know, you know, being my first time entrepreneur, you know, it started at 50 and I guess what I'm what 54 now. I think we figured that out. Gotta check that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's very important. So we want to make sure that we do the right steps and where our spends are. So, yeah. um, I did. It sound. It's a sound business plan. Um, you ever see my ashtray? Fucking Paul. Do you even have, have one? Ashtray. Of course. Well, yeah. Shocking. Yeah, they don't make those anymore. Paul's got a Disney. They ashtray. don't make them anymore. <laughs> Before we close out the hour with our Name That Jam segment, a couple of things I want to get out there and address. Uh, first off, uh, Randy Bush, happy 23rd anniversary to you and your wife, and happy birthday to Grace, turning 22. Um, very cool stuff. Also, uh, our man Alex created a Grease the Pole sampler. There are still some available <laughs> in tribute to the Phillies. So we are giving 10% off what remaining packs we have of that sampler. Head over to smoking.com, use the code GREASE10, and you'll get 10% off of the Grease the Pole samplers while supplies last, whatever we have left. And before we go to break, all I have to do Just is... Just want to say, knowing that Mickey was a Philly guy, there is an All Saints in that sampler. Oh, you got in? Yep. These well, are the ones, that, these are ones I found just scanning through quickly. But I have to say, in scanning through quickly of this stack, right? It's scanning through quickly of the stack. You are not even close to having the most bills in here. Really? No, man. I mean, and you got a lot. There's a lot here. Doesn't Emily have the most? Emily is way in there and Briggs really? is way in there and Italo. It's one of those three. Really? It's one of the, I, I really thought it was you for a while because you're, you, because you're the newest. That's why. Yeah. You know, Emily was a law eight, over eight years, you know, true, whatever. True, true, and Italo true. just says yes to every time you ask you. When yeah, you I mean, but because you're the newest, I really thought that you had the most, but no. But I just got a question. I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe you can help me, Alex. Wh whose signature is this? Oh, here we go. That's not mine. That's there's not one. one of mine. Who's oh, signature? You Who, oh, who's signature? Sure. Oh, there's two? Whose signature is that? Wow. You know, just in case, just in case I can't read the signature, I make my own notes. Looks like Walt Disney. Ah. Oh, I'm surprised his signature isn't like Mickey Mouse. Head. It's a Disney D. These are Paul DiCaccio <laughs> bills. Wow. I didn't know you had two. Wow. So. I have a I have a signed dollar bill from the owner of the Long Island Ducks that I bet him one time. Eh, nobody it's, cares. Paul it's somewhere here. Oh, what, that, but we used to do that too. That's, that's then, nice. That's the full stack <laughs> of signed bills. All right. Oh, we got to name that gym. Yes, Mickey, it's time to test your musical acumen to find folks at Avo Cigars. Have a wonderful segment called Name That Jam, and we're going to put you through the test right Jimmy. <laughs> very simple we're going to play a few seconds of a song and Mick and we're going to see if we can figure out if you can name that jam you want to hit it I went easy I went easy thank you Alex thank you for the love on that one I, I say, it, say it again Mickey. what was it Mick 
on a still horse will ride. Oh no, you don't know the name of the song. He's got the he's got the lyric right. I know. But we need the artist right. in the song, Mick. We need the artist in the song. A bunch of Ovi. All right. All right. Name of the song. Still horse will ride. Nope. <laughs> Come on. The song name. I'm a cowboy. Come on, keep going. I'm I'm Oh Kimmy. <laughs> Come on, Mick. Are you playing a friend? You playing a friend, yeah. Are you throwing a friend? Oh my it's God. next verse. The deadliest catch? I don't know. I'm reading that thing. The deadliest <laughs> catch is the show that it's on. Yeah. Come on, Mick. It's the it's next really line. The next song. Verse. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. And. Dead or alive. Oh, Dan. Dan, you're such a wuss. <laughs> Dan, you're such a wuss. Hey, that's closer than that last time. I'm a cowboy. There you go. What a track. All right. I guess we could say you named that jam. Yeah. He's closer than most people have been in something. He was way closer than he was last time, right? Let me ask you a question because I was going to go with another song, but I thought it may have been way too hard. Maybe Coop would have got it. But if. I gave you the lyric, well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. Would you have got that? Oh, that's easy. I know for Cooper. Oh, that's easy from the Philly guy. I know for Cooper it would have been easy. No? Yeah. No. What's on? Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Atlantic City. And, and no. Bruce was at the Phillies game the other night. Was he? Bruce was, and he was in Phillies gear from what I uh, saw. I yeah, can tell I, you, I can tell you for sure Mick though. wouldn't have gotten it. No. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't have gotten it either. I, I thought that may have been too tough. That's why that's why I went I went a little easy. I know I've been tough the last couple of weeks. All right, coming up in hour two, we have we're gonna have a very special edition of the post Halloween uh tale of the tape. We have obviously uh scoop with coop and some more talk with Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Coranus. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat. 
even if you do not inhale. Phenomenal. Welcome back. We are here with the gang, Paul, Alex, and Coop. And our special guest, Mickey Pegg, of this week's episode number 480. Mickey's not back yet. Where'd he go? Bathroom? Uh, I don't know. I, I, his camera's blacked out, so I assume he uh, he had to take a quick break. Ooh. Interesting stuff. But yeah, the interesting thing about swag and swag is, I'm telling you, man, some of the stuff that okay. makes, man, I've been like, Oh, I get. To, I want to take one of those home. Right. I've sense. had more people ask me to buy those spray cans, uh, in particular the Great Smoke one, because that's probably one of the more difficult ones to get your hands on. Right, for the guys trying to complete the set. Oh, complete the set, yeah. And it's funny. I don't. Re- I have the set displayed upstairs in my office, and um, I normally like. I don't really use them, but I like the display because I have. I have them all actually. There he is. He's back. So I, I like to pee, but I was laughing so much at Walk Cell. <laughs> we we got when we were in the studio, we used to get a lot of a lot of swag from people, right? And I'm sure you guys all still do. But there's like a select few pieces that I keep. Like uh I Rafael Nodal gave me one of these Monte Cristo lighters uh, or uh, cutters Cut. one time. But it's a like good quality. I mean, there's some weight to it. Like it's a, yeah. it's a decent it's a good quality yeah. Cutter. Yeah. Well, the, the best one ever I ever saw was that influencer pack that went out and also that Raphael did with the Coke and the glass and the Oh yeah, blue yeah, yeah. With the, the blue label. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I took pictures of that and sent it to uh to Frank, you know, my partner, because he's he's got a pretty creative mind too. I mean, he's very integral in a lot of the creativity that we do. And uh, Leo's laughing. He was like, yeah, go sell some more cigars. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned Joe Grow, and now he's with Quality Importers, and they have this yeah. whole swag bunker kept customization facility that they do right on site. I mean, right. it's – think about it. They, they can just take anything they have now and brand it, like, with something. Well, you know, yeah. And they have, you know, with their products. Because there are places, you know, it's it's like, you know, you talk about my brand. There's a lot of people that haven't experienced my brand. I was just out in uh, – where was I? Houston just really kind of opened up that market two weeks ago. And then last week I was out in Minnesota getting that stuff going. There's a lot of people I haven't even seen some of that swag that might be stale to us, but still might be fresh to those guys. So, yeah, we could do a little bit smaller runs and stuff like that and then grow into where we could save ourselves a couple of nickels, you know, on, on larger run stuff. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think Joe, Joe and I have been going back and forth, and he knows how small our company is. And he's you know, like, he's like us, you know, he's, uh, Completely hungry but patient, you know. So, yeah. Uh, need to just clarify a couple things on. Uh, I see a couple of Mardi Gras mentions here. First off, there are only a couple, I think two or three, um, eight tables, tables left this year. We offered a VIP tables to be reserved if eight people wanted to sit together. One person has to buy the, the whole table and disperse the tickets. There's like three left, so if you're interested in something like that, do not waste time. And the hotel block has sold out. Just want to let anybody know listening out there. We are working, and hopefully by Monday or Tuesday, we will have another block of hotels up. 
those who are looking for special group rates for their stay uh, next March. So I want to make sure I got that out there. That was two hotel blocks that you had? Wow. Well, one went right away because somebody's blasting me because I, I don't think I still got mine. I was thinking about getting a BRB and just loading it full of a bunch of All Saints fans. You know, so I'm still thinking about doing that. The one thing that we haven't looked at because we've been so and you know uh, tied up looking at making sure this virtual, I mean, that the, the VIP and this new table purchase was working correctly. I mean, we really at the last minute you know, fixing some code and stuff like that, is I haven't even looked at virtual because last year virtual was the big problem. Sold out so fast. And then we had to add some more. I mean, I haven't even checked to see how our virtual tickets are going. But um, once again, it, it will be offered virtual this year. So you can't make it down, want to take part. We do our best to make you feel like you're right there at the event. You get the same swag pack everybody gets. And you get the same availability to all the limited releases. And... Um, deals for the day and we got some very cool projects this year once again steve sock is coming back um i have his little project here oh, cool um uh we have the godfather himself ernesto press carrillo we got robert holt this year the boys over at alec bradley and rafael nodal who i'm going to tell you something of our connoisseur club rafael nodal cigars were highly talked about um he was very into the connoisseur club he really loved the making something new and specific and trying to curate something for the group. And um, he's very excited for his project for a TGS release this year. So going to be some interesting drops this year. The first event, I believe it's up on the site, uh, is starts off with January 4th with Steve Saka. So that will be the first virtual event that will drop his limited TGS cigar. You must have a TGS ticket live or virtual prior to these events. So... Um, you will not be able to enter the virtual TGS store unless you are a ticket holder. Your reference number is how you'll get in the store. Um, that's on your ticket Still to participate in these uh, virtual drops. So, and, and I, think your virtual, I think your virtual should do well, too, simply because, you know, it's like uh, people are going back to work. And I think with people going back to work, not, not like the scale we saw in 2019, but People are having a little bit harder time traveling, you know. I yeah. think too. So it's not, not easy to it's not easy to travel. It's not easy to get away no, a lot. It's not say, yeah. Some of these people are going back into the office again, you know. So what I mean, yeah. so and then you got like you know you you got you, you got uh, Tom and uh, Michelle coming in from Alaska and stuff like that. But you know how many people, how many other people in, like those out of reach places can't get here? So you know what I mean. So I'm sure they'll yeah. be here. And the, the guy Duke, came from Hawaii last year. Yeah, Duke. Yeah. He's coming again this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, and Abe, I saw too that the Red Meat Lovers dinner has been announced. Yes, special guest host yep. this year, Michael Herklotz, who is yeah, that's a good, good job there. Yeah. And Michael will be our guest for the TGS dinner. Uh, also, the face of the virtual Great Smoke, he yep. will be your host at home. Yep. But Michael's also made a uh, special drop for those attending the Great Smoke dinner. They'll be the first in the country. Maybe the only people in the country that sells out to be able to get this very special drop he's making yeah. at the Great Smoke Dinner. And my guess is, coming off of last year's dinner, this will probably be the most epic dinner. It's got to be. Because, one, I'm all over Evan's back. And, uh, you know, he, he's upping his game from last year's 
deviation off of having red red meat as a main course. So we've been working hard. Evan's been working very hard, and I think this one's going to be a bomb. Yeah. Plus, I love Evan. I love Evan, man. Yeah. Plus, he I always, love he always ups his game. You know, it's uh, you know he, he does some epic stuff. Like, how do you get epicer? <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I heard people went like I didn't get the chance to make the dinner last year, but I was gonna say I, I didn't see you there, Coop. It, it well, because I was in the DR, but um, I was coming back from the DR, but I know I you deviated, but everyone said it was great. Me. Everyone I talked to said it was fantastic that dinner. You know, I know you deviated from the right me. Yeah, there's a couple things that you know you got to look at in perspective. This that was a lot of people's first great smoke dinner, so they had nothing to really compare it to, mm -hmm. right? So Evan made the switch of trying to theme the dinner now to whatever the great smoke theme was which last year was a luau and in theory it worked out great but a couple of changes that he made to coordinate maybe didn't work out as well as the year before so i think if you were comparing last year's dinner the year before you felt like it wasn't as good but um you know making mistakes like that is always the the way you make things way way better so um a lot like don't get me wrong we're mostly critical of ourselves right so there wasn't an overflow of people complaining there were just some serious comments that weren't that had, had merit to it and we are coming off the top of coming back with major red meat as the main entree and main course but we were going to be inundated people with apps and pre-food that's all new orleans themed and i think that's the way it's going to be in the future we're going to go with theming the pre-event pre-dinner fun and food and then sticking with what his club is renowned for red meat that was dinner. that was my wife's first great smoke dinner i had been to i think two or three before that but uh she absolutely loved we had a great time we yeah. really did it, it was it was fun i we sat with the we sat with boston jimmy for a, a, it had to be 45 minutes had a good just sat down and bs'd with him and i had i'd met him once or twice in person but not like this we, we had such That's a, a one-way bs i love john you, boston you oh were, yeah you were you were hobnobbing with giuliani a couple of years ago you that and was, Julianne yeah. were like uh, doing some serious conversation there. Oh, you know, we had some things to discuss, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Paul's like, uh, I was impressed, well, you know, Paul, yeah. You, you know, Paul's like 8.4 degrees of separation from everybody. That's true. Like, I can't tell you how many times on the show. Oh, him, you know, my aunt's brother's cousin, sister's aunt went to grammar school with that kid. I mean, like. Paul's yeah, like, but you, Abe, you sat down with him and Evan Darnell. Connected you everybody. sat down with me and Giuliani. We do know a lot of the same people. That's what. We, and listen, the only reason why listen, I sat with you, I don't know who Ronald McDonald is. Only <laughs> listen, my my goal with Giuliani was to sit and tell. We had already Abe and I had met with him before. Like I had sat down, we had bumped into him at the cigar shop once or twice before that. So I had spoken to him. But the real reason why I I like speaking to Giuliani is has nothing to do with politics. When I was in my first year of college in in at Pace University, next to the trade, I mean, two blocks away from the trade center, I got stuck in Manhattan. I had to come back to Long Island, and and I was out of school for however long. I had to go back. It was dealing with some very personal things, and I, I just very very much remember him saying, "We gotta go. We gotta go back. We gotta come back into the city. We have to go on. We have to." I don't know. It was a motivating thing for me, and it, and to me. Having having a figurehead like that, whatever his politics are, whatever you know he has done since or before, it meant nothing to me. Is that that guy motivated me to get up off my ass and like push myself to go back in after that traumatic experience? So I just you know I'm sure a million people tell him that, but it was a personal story for me, so I wanted to share that with him. And him and I, you know, just kind of bonded. He was a, a nice so, guy to me. So let me ask him now that you know him more intimately and personally with all the antics of. You know the presidency and the campaign, the post presidency. 
uh, are you still as enamored by him? Or as I or always as your as your as your feelings on on him change. People, people make mistakes. We are all human. I'm not saying that. I'm just we all, we are all human. And no, I'm just feeling. I am. Your feelings I am thankful to him. Regardless of your politics, there's nobody that can deny that New York was in the shitter before Giuliani was in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. When I was a kid, you couldn't walk into Times Square. You, right. we, we weren't allowed to walk in Times Square. They laughed so, at him when he said he was going to clean up Times Square. They laughed at him. Right. So it never happened. Could. Yeah. The mob was in there. You know, listen, it. Yeah. He he made he did so much great for that city, made made it possible for somebody like me to to come from Long Island and commute into Manhattan six, seven days a week and be, feel safe. And, you know, I think he was responsible for the city's heyday when I you know, when I was growing up. So I, I won't forget that, I, you know, I, and I'm thankful to him yeah. for, you know, for doing that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. People are people. I'm learning yeah. that as I've gotten older. You, Listen, you don't don't idolize people. It, I'm not I'm not meaning it in a bad way. Like you got to shit on the guy. I'm just saying. Did did you look? A lot of times you think of something as somebody because you don't know, you haven't had a chance to interact with them or whatever, and then you see them and it changes because now you've had a little peek inside. I'm just I simply did it change uh, my opinion the few times that I've sat and talked to them personally. Well, did you, did, did, like even like uh, wow, this guy's not what I expected or not all I cracked it. You know, I'm like not taking away from any great thing he yeah. did. I'm just saying, did your opinion at the moment after interacting, I'm just saying, uh, no, he's a regular guy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you though, one of my idols that my opinion changed the few times that I've met him. Cause my friend worked for him. And I hate to say this cause we want to have him on the show. And obviously <laughs> you've him a lot more times than I, than I have was, but Billy Joel really, I, I met Billy Joel and Howard Stern, who are two idols of mine. And man, did Billy Joel just, I've met him several times. And it just, every time, it's just a letdown for me. He's like, been uh, great every time he's been Why here. is it a letdown? I'm curious. I, I think it's just a Paul it's thing. A That's a Paul thing. talking about. Come on. That's a Paul thing, man. Yeah, he was, Billy Joel what? didn't lick Paul's balls good yeah, enough. No, 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 no. I just, I just felt. You, you know, here's the what? difference between him know. and his ex-wife. His ex-wife remembered me from meeting me like at Alexa's concert before that and, and said, hi, how are you? How is this? And and Billy just like was like standing with his Diet Coke in his hands. Hey, what's up? And I was like, I don't know. I Like I'm friends with his good friend. I don't know. It just maybe bothered he just me. Maybe he doesn't acknowledge people who are just shorter than him. I am not shorter than him. He's like 5'6". I'm 5'6". Wait, 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 wait. So you're upset because a guy who meets 50,000 people a day didn't, didn't remember that he remembered you at I don't want to concert you went there was to. a specific there was a specific incident that happened I don't want to talk about it on the air because I want to have him on the show if he, if we get him on I'll talk to him about it he won't remember I had an incident and I didn't like it I'm sorry I, I think unless you have multiple moments in front of anybody like that to make any judgment on your one-time passing experience is bullshit. I've had three or four. That's it. So no, you're right. But no, because because you just don't know. I can't tell you how many people I, I've had out here because I I I, I don't work with glasses. Right. I um I, I don't need it for up close. I can't look at my formal glasses, but I wear glasses when I drive. Where I need to see far away, and I can't tell you how many times I've walked out here and walked through the bathroom, walked back, and then down the road six months. You know. Somebody like really, we sit down for whatever, have a cigar. Man, I really thought you were a dick. 
I don't even remember talking. About, man, you came out from the bathroom one time. You looked right at me. I waved. You didn't do nothing. Came out. Man, I, I have to explain to people, bro. I, I don't see four or five feet in front of my face right, right. when I'm walking to the bathroom. Right. I get that it, a lot. It's interesting. Kevin Shahan, you know, oh, I, I have had the opposite experience multiple times. I, I grew up in Chicago. The whole Bulls team got their haircuts, a haircut. Uh, they used to come and get their pregame haircuts across the street from my dad's grocery store in Evanston, Illinois. I met him at Rachel's here in West Palm Beach. I've never had, and I'm not saying this because I'm an extreme Jordan fan, I've never had an unpleasant experience. In fact, I, I, handed, him a, I handed him a cigar, I'll never forget, at, at, at Rachel's in Ashton VSG. It's one of the cigars I had with me at the time. Yeah. And he was grateful. And you know, this guy probably gets up with hundreds of cigars thrown at him mm -hmm. and he was great I, I gotta tell you one of one of my like wow moments working at smoke in I, I got to season his personal humidor you know for him so oh that cool. he was grateful i yeah i mean i was you know i've never i have i've multiple times i've come across him and never have had a bad experience or him being rude or you know fuck he lives, off he lives down here right He's up in Jupiter yeah. or Juno, somewhere over there. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of people meeting him. He's I hear he's very nice. I've never it's met him. It's hard when you're constantly bombarded, man. Yeah, it really. Catch him on a bad moment. Yeah. And then you have to remember. You have to remember while you know that you're normal. Guys like them have probably interact with thousands of kooks a day. Whack job. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know who's a whack yeah. job and who's a. I mean, look at you, Paul. I mean, look at you instantly. Paul, oh, that's a kook. I I need to. Yeah. Hey, see ya. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. come on. Stop it. People, people flock to me because yeah. I look so nice well, and I well, look, look so normal. <laughs> but look at guys like Carlito and Saka like at the trade show. These guys can't walk to the bathroom without being interrupted. Yep. So imagine these other like huge celebrities. I, I kind of have a, I kind of understand it sometimes. I don't think necessarily they're meaning to be rude, but you know, they're probably you know when you can't walk like ten feet. It, it's got to be frustrating sometimes. A absolutely. And, you know, hey, we saw that down at La, uh, La Zona Palooza with Guy Fieri, who literally could not move from taking pictures and signing boxes until the moment he had to leave. He just had I literally to had to pull up the car to where he was at because he couldn't get, to out, get of out of there. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm talking like yeah. spent two hours doing yeah. nothing but taking yeah. pictures. And, signing and literally the Secret Service, like grabbing him by the arms and taking him to the car. I, you know, I noticed that JD does that at events, too. Like he waits till the last second when he has to get out of there. And then they he like somehow like slides his way out. Like people create a buffer and he runs away. But that wasn't always like that. For like years, he'd be like notorious for staying like two extra hours mm -hmm. and just like, you know, well, and. He's older now. I mean, yeah, I mean, know. he's it, yeah. I mean, it's just it's tough on these guys. Listen, you know, it, it was a blast last year at the Great Smoke because being in the business for so long, and then I came down as an observer mm -hmm. uh, with the hopes that I would be able to be in 2023. I got to be a fanboy for an entire day. I ran around, took pictures with everybody, even people that have been reaching out and following All Saints. I was like, "Can I get a picture with you?" They're like, "With me?" I'm like, "Yeah." Thank you for all your support on social media. I, I took pictures. If you look at that photo album that I put together, uh, not that I put together, it's kind of revolving how that all added together. My, my, uh, it was a great fanboy weekend I had with you guys, and it was uh, such a blast. So I was the one geeking out because usually at these multi-vendor events, you know, you, you don't get to have, you don't get a chance to talk to your brethren so much, and if right. you are spending too much time talking to your buddies in the industry, that do the same thing you do you're not selling so mm -hmm. it's it's uh it, to, to me i had a blast and you know even like allison some of these other people bust my balls about 
my fanboy weekend. I got great smoke last year. It was a blast. I can say everybody who's kind of come in our shops have all really been down to earth. Kid Rock's been in here, gets yep. cigars, comes with his dad sometimes. Let me tell you something about Billy Joel. I, I've sat, talked with Billy Joel at the bar. A lot, and, right? A lot. We've yeah. talked, had cappuccinos, whatever. I asked him one time, because we told him about the Great Smoke and how we raised money for the Kids for Can- uh, the Kids Cancer Foundation, uh, if he would just sign some albums for me. He said, absolutely. I saw uh, them that day. I came I came in after he was there. Well, he, did, he, he didn't make it. He went on tour. He didn't make it for that Great Smoke. But right. the guy remembered the last year and signed like 10 albums um for us that we gave away at one of the great smokes um so like i said i haven't had a bad experience at all sitting and talking to him mayor giuliani will sit with anybody in the crowd and talk not even he's, a question he's a, politician. he's a politician man he'll talk um he's writing me and my family out there so we haven't had that experience uh really with anybody even the only person who wasn't overly friendly but i got nothing negative i almost felt like he was almost shy and introverted and wanted to get out was um Oh gosh, what's his name? The guy from King King of Queens, uh, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin, Kevin James. James. Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah. Kevin James. He, he kind of he. The vibe I got from him was he almost was more introverted and just kind of wanted to quietly come in and quietly come out and no, like, not like, wasn't wasn't like rude or anything. It just you know just seemed. Kid really Rock good. is like that though too. He's just very shy. He's really good and very shy, very introverted. Yes. I'll tell you, here's a funny story. So, but he let us take pictures with him and his dad and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, nice. Everybody's been when, really when, I was in, when I was in Nashville, obviously, he had just gotten to Nashville to spend a lot of his time for his, his production behind the scenes. He had just come out with the Black album, and Tim had gotten him to come over, and we were going to try to do a cigar for him because his favorite cigar is, um, I, I still think it is, it's the short story. Yep. Yes. Uh, Yes, yep. it's you know, actually his dad's favorite cigar, but he smokes a lot of them. He gets that for his dad. Yes, so he was trying to he was trying to duplicate that. So he comes in, we have a conversation, and I've been traveling so hard. And one of the beautiful things we had at um, at CAO is we had a car service for all of us to get home from the airport because we were work. I mean, we we're out for so long. So I just got done with like maybe a seven day tour of doing events, and I was absolutely tired. And I always said to my wife, one of these days, I'm going to meet Kid Rock, and I'm going to party with that guy all night long. So we go, and there's this really small private club in Nashville that you paid, I don't know, like $20,000 a year, and you drank and smoked for free there, right? So, and, and CAO was one of the sponsors, so I was uh, had the ability to be like a, a gratis member. And, you know, Tim had set all this up. So it's me, Tim Osgener, uh, Matt Buckus, Dick Buckus, uh, Kid Rock, and then Kid Rock and, and Matty Buckus start talking about what it's like to have be kids of a superstar. We're going through this whole thing. About 1230, I hit a wall. I can't put another cocktail in me. I, I really, I was absolutely, just absolutely tired. So I use car service. I go, Tim, what time are you leaving? Because Tim, first right of refusal, he has car service first. I go, Tim, can I grab the car and go home? He goes, are you fucking kidding me? I go, this is one of the most epic nights. And I go, I, 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 I got to go to bed. You know, listen, I'm back out in 24 hours. He goes, all right. He starts laughing. I get home. And I get in bed. And my wife's like, what are you doing? It's 1245. She goes, aren't you going out with Kid and Mr. Buckus and all the whole gang? And I go, yeah. She goes, in your home now? And he had just did that commercial. I get you home early, early in the morning with Poor's Light. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, my wife just looked over at me. And she stared me right in the eyes. She goes, you're a pussy. 
<laughs> like I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stay awake another minute. So it was pretty funny. And then almost, and then Dick Buckus and Terry Bradshaw almost got in a fight that night. Oh geez. Because I asked Mr. Buckus like to introduce me to Terry Bradshaw, because my Mike Webster was my hero because I played center in college and a little bit out of college, and and um, Dick looked at me and he goes, "Don't you ask me that, son of a bitch." We try to make Miller Lite commercials. We're just supposed to be in for a six-hour clip. He kept us there all day. He kept on. I hate that son of a bitch. And him, so Dick Buckus and Terry Bradshaw are staring at each other, having a stare off. And I'm sitting right next to Matty Buckus and Kid Rock and, and Tim. And we're like, this could be kind of epic. Like two Hall of Famers getting in a fight in this club. It's two old Hall of Famers. Oh, Money was on Dick though. So. I would go Dick Buckus to just take right him out. <laughs> uh, they, the guy still still works out like a son of a bitch. Puts runs barefoot in garbage bags. Yeah. He's crazy. I, I did get to hang with Ditker at the PCA or IPCVR one year, and he was really nice. Dick Buckus, really not cool. Ditka. Yeah, no, I'm talking Mike Ditka. Yeah, but I'm yeah, just yeah. saying Mike Ditka was really cool. To hang I with. could see Ditka being cool though. Hold on, yeah. let me tell you about Ditka. Ditka was you know, Ditka had bad hips, so we were we did two events here in Boynton Beach with Ditka. Yeah. And he was sitting down, and um, I guess he saw something in the Zykar case or something he liked, he wanted, or whatever. And he tells his wife, you know, go look at that, you know, that he wanted, whatever. So I get up and I go, which one is that, coach? And he literally grabs me by the arm and goes, let her pay for it. She's got the money. I'm like, but I said, let her pay. I'm like, yes, sir. No problem. Wow. Yeah, wow. like he knew what I was getting up for. I was gonna give it to him. As yeah. Like he like refused, and like I actually was intimidated. <laughs> he he made a comment to me about like he was angry at all these re reviewers who hate big rig range cigars, and he didn't realize I was one of the reviewers that actually um likes big ring gauge cigars. And he, I remember he, he pointed at me. He said, "I don't care what any of you bloggers say." He goes, "I like big ring gauge cigars." And then I think uh, one of the guys with me said, "Oh, Coop's one of the guys who likes them too." He goes, I like you after that. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, Alex, while Coop starts the news, you want to grab the bo any of the boys in the front? See, they want to talk about the Raj weekend and their experience down at the time they bronze? Sure. See, they come on. In the meantime, we'll get Coop started. Uh, it's, time, sure. it's time to see what's going on in Cigar News this week. It's time for the Scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Cooper. Yeah, we're jam-packed this week with news, so at some point we probably have to cut it off, but we'll, we'll try to get to as, as much as we can this week because everything caught up this week with news. So I'll start it off. Um, we got a half hour. We got a half an hour. How much time you need? Yeah, uh, it probably this this probably go longer. Somebody so we'll see. But uh, let's start off with uh, McAuliffe Cigars. Um, they announced this week uh, that they are going to retire the Grande Bold portfolio. So that's a line of five cigars <laughs> um, that were actually not blended at the McAuliffe factory. They were actually blended over. Uh, with Scandinavian tobacco. Did Paul um, just step on his dog? No, that's... God. The real I'm dog? Sorry, I keep muting dog. my coughs. I keep muting my coughs when I... Sorry, uh, Mickey's out. Is that a cough? Out. Let me in. Oh, here I got he the is. gang here. Look yeah, at that. Look at that. 
Well, let, let's finish the news and we'll get them on and uh, see what's going on and how their yeah. trip was. That's my cough. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I've been trying to mute myself every time I cough. Sorry. Go ahead, Coop. Yeah. So uh, this Grande Bowl portfolio has 22 SKUs in it. So it is, uh, there's quite a bit uh, uh, that they're going to be um, taking out. But part of the reason why they originally had done these cigars is they worked with Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And um, for the most part, uh, they were getting those because they wanted to have a series of like predicate blends. Uh, but it really turns out that the the other part of the portfolio, what they call the legacy portfolio, was really doing well. So they've made the decision to discontinue this part of it. Um, they're over the next 90 days, they're working with retailers to to start to move the, the remaining product. And they said um, if whatever doesn't move early next year, they're going to donate the rest to Cigars for Warriors. And that's actually the old packaging they have on on that. Yeah, I think they changed it. Somewhere. You know, I I got I, I got to tell you something. First off, if if you're a fan of this cigar, look because I'm sure there's gonna be some great deals uh, going to unload this inventory. I mean, I personally talked with Dan about this, and I I think that the the level that they're going to to make sure that this doesn't become a blown out or go to big e-commerce discounters, uh, I, I, it's a testament to them. Yeah. Um, I I I think unfortunately, as you grow, dealing with those companies is part of the eco cycle that's required um, because sometimes stuff like this happens and you just get stuck with stuff that either for business sense or space or whatever reason you needs to move. Um, but they are, they were so worried on how to do this right so yep. that they support of their brick and mortar partners and retailers um, was intact that, you know, it's, it's very commendable on their part. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to Dan a little before this too, and then they, made the decision to tell the retailers before announcing it to the media and and dan knows sometimes my feelings on that but i think in this case you know they were very worried about that and they they, they want to be real sensitive to that they didn't want their retailers to find out by surprise on a lot of they contacted a lot of key retailers so you know they made that decision obviously to go ahead and um, remove it i think you know some of those cigars you know people are gonna be disappointed because there were people who didn't like those cigars but they'll be able to get deals on them you know so that's the upside. What else you got going on, Coop? All right. So let's kind of move forward. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust, uh, the Stillwell Star Holiday Y 2002, 2022 has shipped. Um, that is the fifth blend that's been released in the Stillwell Star. This is a limited edition line that's intended to be an annual release. And it has pipe tobacco. It has aromatic pipe tobaccos in it that are more geared for the holidays so a lot of the pipe companies come out with these holiday pipe tobaccos and steve's kind of taken the same approach with the uh putting this into the stillwell star line so this has just started to arrive at retailers this week right now um, now available at smoking.com now but you guys were one of the first i sort of have it up there actually um so you know it will be it's not one and done from what i understand it's going to be annual i don't know if he's going to change it from year to year um but you can see from the picture uh the uh, the white band, uh, you know, it's indicated. It's a little different than the other ones, which have the blue and gold bands. These have the white and gold bands, which kind of indicate it's a you know a more limited release with that. Can I ask a stupid question? Uh, shocker. What is, what is the why? Uh, year. Yeah. So holiday year two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Don't don't you? Isn't that <laughs> even like, the guys behind me? Are isn't that redundant? <laughs> why why do you have to put the why? Oh wait, Mickey's saying something. Uh, what yeah, is yeah. what does DPD mean, Paul? DPD? TBD. What does that mean? To be determined. Okay. 
Just checking. No, but well, I don't understand. I've never seen it used that way. You it, you have to say that that's the year. You don't know that 2022 is the year? It, listen to me. It's not the fact. The only question is whether you've ever seen it that way. But did you yeah. really not figure it out? Yeah, no, I knew what, that that's what, what it's for, but why? What, so it, what, I thought it was a typo. What were your other options? It, and what the it why could be a trade dressing issue. It could be a trademark issue. Or it could just be Sokka being Sokka. Like, ask yeah. the question, why? In, I just think it looks weird. You're one of his 10,000 fans that asked the question. Yeah, instead of saying 2022 edition, it's Y2022. Okay, I'm the no only one complained one about Y2K, K, by the way. Like when, Y2K, when they right. Right, no one complained about that. <laughs> Go ahead, Coop. All I'll right. All right. Um, next story. Uh, Osgunner Family Cigars. Um, they came out with a line called Bosphorus. Uh, they released it before the trade show. It was being made at the Pichardo factory. Um, and we all know the controversy was happening with the Pichardo factory and Luciano Cigars Ace Prime. Well, um, they announced the Bosphorus is going, no longer going to be made at that factory. They're shifting right. it to the Dominican Republic. They're going to be working with Ernesto Perez Creo on, on it. And they are making changes to the blend. It's going to be a different cigar. It's going to have a different wrapper. The internal blend is going to be tweaked. So they're moving from a Sumatra wrapper to a Habano 2000 wrapper. Yep. Uh, I have three first su- graders sitting behind me right now. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it. okay. No, all good. So uh, same sizes, same pricing, but um, a change Just happening. So. Um, that's kind of a, you know, that's very unusual to see something like that happen where a line gets put out and, and like three months later, it's being shifted to a completely other factory right now. I've never right. seen, I've never seen it in my 26 years in the business. Right. I, I, well, my concern with this is how are people going to be able to tell the difference on the shelves with this? That's what that my is initial. True. That is so true. Which one's the old one? Which one's the new one? So I don't know if they, they haven't said we're going to change the packaging or anything, but that is a big concern of mine considering this is. A different blend. So um, I, I guess you got to hope that they're going to be intelligent enough to have some kind of little slight differential on yeah. a box. Yeah, even I mean, I would have called it something even else. It's thicker. Well, I think the factory stamp or, or might be different, you know, or something, and where where it's produced is yeah. the factory typically on the bottom of the box. So we'll, well see. and that's the thing. I mean, I'm gonna have to go to a retail. I go into a retail and say, hey, can I look at the bottom of the box? And because I know I don't want to lift something off the humidor shelves. I want to see what it is, obviously. So uh, that's I, – I thought – like I said, I haven't really seen that happen. Crown Heads actually just – I shouldn't say Crown Heads just did the same thing with the Patissier, but that was already out for a year. So this one's – like I said, it's only out three months right now. So I think that's telling you the story of what's happening at um, – you know, with this whole Crown Heads, Osgener, Luciano thing right now. It's Obviously, right. things are moving on. What else you got going on, Cool? Crown Heads has a limited release. Uh, coming out of the Again. Noxa factory, it's called Azul y Oro, um, and the uh, if you look at the packaging there, uh, it looks like a very famous blue whiskey, and apparently that's the whole genesis of the story is Mike Condor and John Huber were down in Nicaragua 10 years ago, and a guy by the name of Gustavo Cura, who's now co-owner of Noxa, took them around to kind of show them the ropes, and they gifted Gustavo this bottle of uh, the Blue Label whiskey that's famous. So now they're kind of commemorating that milestone 10 years later with a limited release that is going to have trade dress reminding you of that blue label. So that's going to be interesting. He, they're not the first one to do that because Granabano did something similar with the blue and green. Right, right, right. 
I love that packaging though. The blue and the gold is always I, nice. I, I'm a fan of that Noxa factory too. That's what Mikarita is coming out of. Okay. Make sure you get yourself a box, Paul. Limited edition, no discount. <laughs> no right. Limited edition. Limited edition, yeah. What else you got, Koopa? Uh, and I'll just mention, speaking of Luciano Cigars, they announced that they're starting up their uh, U.S. distribution uh, based in West Palm Beach, obviously. Um, yeah. Down the road yeah. from you guys. I, don't, I, have, I couldn't imagine where. Yeah. I have no idea. I yeah. couldn't imagine why. Yeah, it's a strange place yeah. to be. I mean, we do uh, have a port of Palm Beach, but. Right. They, they also announced uh, in that there's a company that has a little traction in the southeast where I am, uh, it's called ATL Cigar Company, based out of Atlanta. Luciano was making cigars for them already. Great and guys. Great guys. They're great guys. They're great guys. Fantastic. Uh, great for the industry. Yeah, well, they're bringing they're, – they're forming, like, another strategic partnership, it looks like, because uh, ATL is going to move all their production out of Luciano's factory. One of their co-owners, a guy named Peter Gross, is going to become Luciano's right. COO. Uh, and they're also going to have a minority stake in Luciano Cigars. So – um, I thought that was kind of an interesting move of all that happening as well. So we'll see. But yeah, the ATL guys are, are, are good guys. I, I really like them. Somebody put up Kevin Shahan's comment, please. <laughs> um, well, listen to me. It, it, look, this is not definitive, or but <laughs> 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 I can't uh, wait to Jessica. I can't Irish be the coffee. only person that thought it looked weird. You know, yeah, if you this are. wasn't Saka with the Y, I wonder if people would be all over you, Paul. It's because it's Saka. It's a... No, I don't care who it is. I mean, why? <laughs> listen to me. You're right, Coop. Listen to me. It's one thing to have said. Um, kind of weird to put the Y there. Redundant. Right. I mean, you I don't know. Like, no, no, that's not what he said. What does the Y stand for? The Y stand for. I don't think anybody else will never live out. The Y stood for. Zach will have a story for it by the end by the end of today. Oh, there'll be a whole yeah, diatribe. Oh, absolutely. There'll I'll be a whole diatribe when he has this. Yeah. Listen, this there is all Y2K, K, and then there's Y Paul asked Y2K. Yeah. Right? This is all hearsay, but from what I heard, you know, you're talking about moving it out of the Luciano. From what I heard, Luciano currently doesn't have a factory. Um, I think that some some stuff I've heard recently, like I said, this is all hearsay, it's nothing definitive, is that um the, you know, there, there's a big uh, debate on who actually owns the factory where they're at. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see where that lands. There's definitely a dispute with that. Um, you know, we talked you. about that a couple weeks ago. Um, Luciano was saying he had ownership of the Pichardo factory. But now with the report, I'm hearing similar reports that he has moved into another facility. So there's yeah. obviously a big dispute going on with that. Uh, this is this is a story that's not going to go away. I was just going to say, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. No. But you're seeing, obviously, you're seeing Crown Heads and Osgoda cigars move on. I mean, they're they're just yeah. See. Why shouldn't they? They're not going to no, they they have to. I mean, the big yeah. question is going to be Mil Diaz. That's the big one because that's the big right. release they had, and uh, that would be if Crown Heads. That's a, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with that. That's going to be a big story. If, if there's one thing that is one thing that Mickey can attest to at this point that's always been said is this industry's consumers have very short memories. They totally do. They totally do. There's been, that, there's been comments about Tim that uh, he was out for a minute and back for an hour, you know, may, maybe call it an hour. People said that about me. And instantaneously in one show, he probably got into more locations than I have in the last three years. I mean, we're at 350 accounts right now, just closer, you know, 400 locations. Uh, Tim, 
<laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot more of uh, what Tim and those guys are doing. It's a very creative crew over there, very bright crew. And you know, Tim learned from one of the best cigar minds of all time, his dad, Jono. So yeah, people are gonna forget that he left the industry. So yeah, he's an extraordinary guy too, and if people don't know him like I didn't really know him well until he came back and I've gotten to know him over the last few few months and he's an extraordinary guy and, and I, I can see he's gonna be he's just a guy people are really gonna connect with over the next couple of years and just, know him. just like you haven't you, you hadn't seen him you know over the, the time that from when they sold to now it doesn't mean that he still didn't have keep an eye on the industry what the pulse of the industry was going on I mean Come on, the company was found. The original company was founded in 1968. I mean, Tim and his sister worked in the basement doing grading Meerschein pipes, and you know, then the gold came out and Maduro and all the other stuff. It's in his blood. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a no brainer for what he's going to bring and contribute to the industry. And right now, we need a renaissance for some of these old guys coming back. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I absolutely love it because we're gonna get we're gonna get back to the days that we remember because we're not back in this. Just to do it, we back because our love for it and what it, what it did and what it yeah. provided for our families and it, and it's uh, I I'm, I'm excited to see what the next couple of years are going to yield from us. You know, everybody's talking about this this recession and all this. How's that going to affect cigars? Yeah, whatever, wherever that that tail could be, I don't know. But there's some really interesting people that are back in the industry, and then other people that are in the industry that are up in their game because of that. So it's going to weed out a lot of people. So definitely. Definitely. Anything else you got going on, Coop? Uh, uh, last story is uh, this week there was a new Romeo Julieta release uh, release called The Envy. I uh, just saw this yesterday. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's the green packaging is kind of interesting to see on a Romeo Julieta, but uh, this is a, a limited edition at LE. Uh, um, and it's, it's, it's actually a Romeo Julieta, I always consider more of a value price line, but this one's going to have a price tag of $17.50. It's a more what? Price, a more, yeah. Wow, That's is a it a, is it is it regular production? Limited edition. L E L E. I didn't see the L E. I said it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is limited. It, it definitely is a limited uh, release, and uh, that should be coming out before the end of the year. It's a Nicaraguan puro, and it's being made by the Placencias. Well, there you have it. Yep. That is the scoop. We got through, we got through a lot this week. Fast. Yeah. Did we, um, did we talk Paul, about you know why it's a green box, Paul, right? You know why it's a green box, right? Because it's green, green with envy. Green with envy. I, I mean, I kind of got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Did, did we Paul's bring up the Puro Trader thing? Did I miss it? No. Um, I didn't bring it. I mean, I didn't have that. I mean, I mean that's it's the not other really thing. newsworthy, but it's kind of funny. It is yeah. funny, but who's got the story? We got the full story on these guys? Yeah, well, well go ahead, Alex. I'll let you do it because I didn't have this story. Um, yeah, so apparently, um, Puro Trader, which is a website that I'm not familiar with, kind of like an auction trading site, um, these guys pled guilty to PPP loan fraud. And, um, you know, apparently the, the big tip off was uh, after receiving the money. I don't they, know about you, but I, this is the first fraud one I've heard about. I haven't even a lot of people getting caught for fraud yet yeah so so the big uh the tip-off was that you know the not long afterward they somebody then went and bought a uh a brand new rolls royce so uh, that was kind of the tip-off that you know the money might not have been going right. to where it was supposed so to after be the pp money came in they bought a rolls royce yes yeah so 
have they never seen Goodfellas? Well, yes, a public service announcement. Public service announcement from our friend Jimmy Conway. What did I tell you? You don't buy anything, you hear me? Don't buy anything. That's good. That is good. That is good. So true. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't really have it a news story because some people did report it, but, you know, I didn't really consider these guys names or anything. A lot of people didn't really know these guys. They did, you know, so. um, But one of the guys, I guess, was a guy named Pierre Rogers. Um, Some people did know him. But uh, he's doing going to do some jail time, these guys. Oh, I'm sure. Is he the guy that is going to jail, Coop? There's two of them going to jail. Okay. Pierre's one of them. I don't know the other guy who the other guy is at all. Yeah, but Pierre, Pierre was, was the face of Puro Trader. Yeah, if you see if when you look at Puro Trader, you see Pierre everywhere, actually. Yeah, he did a lot like they did some <clears throat> blog stuff and he, his name's on that. Well, Orange Orange is gonna be the new Puro soon. Anyways. Yeah, not green, that's for sure. So we'll get the guys. Uh, but hey, listen, catch it up to date with news at uh, cigar coop Com, always teaser and more free. Now, sitting behind the goat, there are three fine men. Move uh, out of the way. Yeah, in May, in May, we released our 25th anniversary. Somebody grab the microphone. In May, Baba we Bowie. released Baba Bowie, There you go. In <laughs> May, we released our 25th anniversary cigar um, that was blended for us by Willie Herrera and rolled at the El Titande Bronze Factory, the historic El Titande Bronze Factory. In Little Havana, Miami, we were very proud of the cigar when we released it in May. We had a promotion um, for every box you purchased. You were entered into a drawing. That um, was through August 31st, I believe. And uh, our initial plan was this was going to be a, a cigar safari at Jewish State. But unfortunately, they they uh, haven't opened that up yet. So we did the next best thing. We, we brought these guys down here, treated them to a nice uh, couple of days, took them to the El Titande Bronze Factory in Little Havana. I think that's the coolest part, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, they got to meet Sandy and Willie and see the process and how their cigars are made. And, you know, introduce everybody to fellow socialites, uh, Sean Carrera, Wes Ragnar, and Craig Gilpin. Um, guys, thanks for coming down. We hope you had a great weekend. Yep. Craig's representing Mind as well. Room. So tell us, as well. Greg, how was it visiting the the, the Tandy Bryant's factory? What were your expectations? What happened? Feel free to talk into the mic. Okay. I could not believe how incredibly small the place was for every driver. <laughs> it was crazy what they pump out. It was just it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think I think I've seen bigger walk in closets than their aging room. Yeah, yeah true. Right? Yeah, it was crazy. Now you're down PA, nice, nice. nice. Out of Westchester, PA. Yeah, was it was it getting cool up there? Did you get, get a chance to get out of the cool weather? It was forty degrees when I left, which is, I'm not liking the the uh, winter. Retirement, <laughs> ready for summer. Good for you. Yes. So yes. tell us, how did you discover Smoke In? Um, watching typical videos of people, and they were the ads. You guys were the ads, and then I just started really small purchasing fives at times so be honest now did, did roger talk your ear off all weekend i loved it i i absolutely i actually talked to him before we came out and i would you know he, he's just awesome that was one of the things is we actually bought flew my father in and we, they got to actually meet roger and and go down to the factory with him and uh he likes to tell stories man he likes yeah. to tell stories 
He does, but he does. It's never boring. He's not a boring guy. Like he's not. He'll talk your ear off, and you'll just listen. Like coincidentally, while we were having our day yesterday, Blind Man's Buff dropped a phenomenal review of the Raji. I think we got two ninety fives and ninety three and eighty eight. So it got a really really good review. Um, So listen, Craig, thank you so much. We hope you had a great time. Let's talk to the man from Wisconsin. There, our fellows. Mr. Lasagna himself. I just want to say real quick, I'm pretty sure that Wes would rather die than talk on this microphone live. Right now. <laughs> Thanks. It made me feel so much better. <laughs> best so, lasagna I've ever had. Best lasagna I ever had. So the story is we go to La Sorel restaurant and to the nice Italian restaurant, one by a wonderful family here in Delray Beach. And, you know, the poor guy. The little waiter comes up to him first and asks him what he wants. He hadn't had a chance to read the menu. Looks up and he just like shot out the first thing. It's like lasagna, and we look at him and like, "Did you look at this menu? Who orders lasagna? It's like ordering sweet and sour chicken at a Chinese restaurant." But it was the best lasagna he ever had, so it was worth it. Wow, it was worth it. How was your experience in Little Havana? Now, you you have have you been down to Florida before, Wes? Yeah, just over to Tampa a couple of years back. That was it. Just, I don't get out much. <laughs> Yeah, because we know Craig was just here last week, so he has family. He comes down here. Um, so was that your first time in Little Havana? Or how was it? What did you think? Yeah, it was the first time. Beautiful, loved it. It's very cool. Very. It's nothing that I expected. You know, I get wheels turning and everything like that. It was really nice. Everybody is really cool. Listening to Willie talk, you know, getting a little tour. It's amazing. It's amazing that, you know, the smokes that come out of there and just great. Willie, Willie's a very good talker um, in a personal setting like that, man. He was, I mean, I, you know, I, I, now I've done it twice with him and listening to him is really a um, very, very intimate setting. It's very, very nice. And, you know, another guy who's a good talker is Ryan Gallimore, who treated to lunch. Ryan could do a show on ordering food and he sat there, he explained even the soda to us and the historical significance of the soda, the very special soda in the restaurant. And as the courses were coming out, he was like, this is what yucca is. And he gave him a definition of what you, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny. I looked at Alex and said, I should be recording this. This is actually pretty fun. Yeah, he was great. As a guy from Wisconsin, what did you think of uh, yucca? Was it your first time? What's that? Was it your first time? Oh, you yeah, almost everything was new besides the lasagna. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know shit on the menu, so yeah, just I, I could read lasagna, so that that's what it was. We don't have any of that shit in Wisconsin, man. If it ain't beer or cheese, I don't know what the hell I'm ordering. Yeah, you got great cheese curds, great cheese curds, man. That's funny. <laughs> and and next to you is Sean Cray, another socialite, local, local, local. You know, like, I never understood. I use my Ways app. What does Etta mean when it tells me when I'm going to get here? Oh, God. Look at this. So it says Etta 930. What does everybody that mean? Loves, everybody loves busting balls when somebody says what everybody's thinking. Why is the why there? Um, no, I, I thought it was great, um, you know, being in such a small place and having – you know, me and Willie and Ryan, like in the same hallway, is n- nearly impossible. Ryan, <laughs> he is a big, he's a big boy. So, and he definitely doesn't miss any meals. So he knows all about that food. So that was cool. And I think uh, the most impressive thing was Willie talking about how 20 years ago he was just trying to figure out how to 
blend cigars and he was getting trouble for taking the rollers time away to make his blends. So he had to learn how to roll. And then, you know, he did a couple of boutique blends and she said, Jonathan called them up. He had a couple of bangers and he's like, you're the master blender. He's like, uh, okay. Like in 20 years to go from that little shop to be the master blender of Drew Estate is, is amazing. And he's, he's a great storyteller too. I mean, he painted the whole picture and he brought us into his uh, aging room and had these little Tupperware bins with three or four cigars in a bundle with a sticky note from 1999 with the, the blends he used and they were still back there. Uh, it really was amazing. And cool and just, stuff, right? Yeah. And just how, cool I mean, I, I really don't think people can understand how small it is until you're in there. And then you're in there with big people like that. There's just no, there's nowhere right. to move. Yeah, Willie's not a small guy either. And he's no. pretty intimidating looking, Willie, when you meet no. him in person. And he's no. just the nicest guy in the world, too. And it's a great beard. That is, it's just a great yes. beard. A manly mean, beard. Now, where, where are you, where are you in, in Florida, Sean? I live in Coral Springs, but I originally from uh, New York, from Long Island. Now, Coral Springs is not around the corner from us. No, it's about 30 minutes. It's not yeah. too bad. I mean, we're, we're not your neighborhood shop. No, I mean, I used to live off of Gateway, but I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Is that smoke. what happened? Is that is that when you started coming in to smoke in when you were living up here? No, because I, I didn't smoke cigars. I've been smoking three or four years, and I've been down in Coral Springs for about five years. And so, how did you find us? Uh, your 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 buddy Brian. Oh well, there you go. You know, just watch a couple of uh, you know. I think was too. Yeah, yeah, those unboxing videos and. You guys were local, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool." And then, I think I started smoking in like 2017, and came to the Great Smoke. That the, so we had the first Great Smoke, I think, with the pavilion. You didn't have the grass down. Remember, it was dirt. Yes, I went to that one. Then the well, next year, you put the, you put the astroturf down, which was way better. Well, and then we had, uh, you know, then I think it was COVID and a couple of you know the virtual, but this that new building is phenomenal. I mean, that is yeah, yeah. Well, amazing. We will be there back in March, guys. Thank you for coming down, being part, supporting Smoke In, our 25th anniversary cigar. And of course, tribute to my father. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll see you shortly after the show, guys. Thank Congratulations. You. Yep. yep. All right. We're coming out of the closing hour. We're not going to skip this. Let's do a quick uh, season six of Tale going to be heartthrob top 10 heartthrobs we have a special edition for you now do we have the teaser for season six killer tape or no, no. you don't want to run it no i didn't like the music didn't like the music not kind of cut. You didn't like you said you agreed you agreed yeah yeah yeah. so next week will be the episode one of season six killer tape but we do have a very special one we're going to run through real quick before we end this this week's episode worst halloween candy coming off of uh monday worst halloween candy we're going to go last with you mickey peg so think about the worst halloween candy why don't we start off with paul all right, uh, I'm gonna probably catch some flack for this, but to me, there's nothing worse than fake watermelon flavor. I don't know what it is. It like sticks in my craw. I hate candy watermelon. There's something about it. So I picked Sour Patch Watermelon. I think they're disgusting. My wife absolutely loves them. It's the one candy that is probably always in our house because we don't eat a lot of candy here. My kids love it. She loves it. It's a surefire fact that I will never touch it. So it's good that, there's around. literally like 1,080 million things that would rank below that. Yeah. Now, now in fairness, 
I, I, agree, I agree with him that they suck, and I'm an avid Sour yeah. Patch guy. I don't I like the Sour Patch. Yeah, I agree they it's suck, too. The worst. Yeah, I don't know, the worst. I don't know that it makes like my top ten list. Of, Listen, of I'm going to tell you right now, all three of your picks, I love. So, of course, so go ahead. Figures. It figures. Coop, what's your pick? Circus Peanuts. Yeah, that's everybody's. I, I tried to find one that wasn't that. because I crazy. love them. Oh, I mean, I would just dread <laughs> when, I, I mean, them. if they were my Halloween bag, I mean, I would just dread them. Like, why? I just would rather skip the house. Oh, they're so good. Orange flavored. They're they're orange colored, but they're banana flavored, and they oh, have a great texture. I yuck. love them. I like when they get a little stale. It, oh, I told so, my oldest, I told my oldest daughter Petra she started a blog every Halloween, just so doing a review of the neighborhood's candy. Don't go to this uh, house. Go to this house, whatever. There you go, Dan. There you go, Dan. Dan, we were once friends, Dan. Oh, Paul, I'll give you my circus peanuts. I'll take them. I love I'm, I'm with Coop on this one. You know, I know it's a gimme, but I had the same pick. Circus peanuts. They're it's just fucking gimme. gross. And it, <laughs> it, like, what a what a letdown of fucking candy. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely. It, it, is, it, it is a letdown. But for me, I really wanted to dig deep. And I really think this is the most pointless candy ever made. Candy buttons. I like them. What the fuck was this? Little drops of sugar glued to paper that... You barely had to put in your mouth, and you lick it. You see people licking them off the sheets. I mean, this was the most retarded candy concept. Get paper ever. in your mouth. The definitely paper. ate. You know, as kids, like we them. all definitely ate fucking paper from these things. Oh yeah. If they had them on wax paper, it would be better. I mean, but the paper just kills us, unfortunately. This is just so stupid. I have them in my house now. This this was some machine that broke down making real candy and made Something a lot happened. of little And right, someone right. Did, oh, we can sell this. Took it home to his kids, and his kids whacked out. I haven't Mick. seen this in a while, but I know they're still out there. Oh, yeah. Mick, worst oh, yeah. Halloween candy ever. Uh, before I say that, I will tell you that my favorite Halloween candy is Goldberg's Peanut Chews. So, any Philly Wow, that's old school. Oh, that's a, yeah. Well, you can still get them. Um, uh, we, had some, we had some gifted to us this weekend by uh, Craig. I usually bring those down when I come down and see you guys, but I don't know. Oh, um, they were so good. So my the worst. I gotta is, say, while the guys are here, my man Craig the Breadman came through big on the. Wow! Wow! Nice job, Craig. Came through big. Wow! Love it. Nice Love job. It. Are they a Philly thing? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. yes. I've never had them. I've heard of them, but I've never. It had could them. be one of the oldest candies in the nation, though. Too. We have a yeah. lot of the oldest. So Mick, what do you got? Uh, controversial, but I'm gonna go Milky Way. Oh, how could that be the worst? Because I just, I just don't like. It. I like nuts. I'm nuts, and I like. It. It's like if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have a Snickers. Well, everyone, listen. I it's twelve oh four. We went four minutes long. My son's first basketball game is today. I'm gotta go head him out there. I'm gonna say bye to the boys over here. Thank you, Mickey, for joining us. As always, we hope okay. you enjoyed your two hours with us this Saturday morning. We yep. hope we entertained you. You laughed a little, learned a little, found out a little bit about candy. Uh, until next week, everybody, keep it lit.